0: what the fuck is he
1: doing i don't know what is he ever doing
2: can we deal with the problem the fucking is what is the problem
0: the fucking piss humidifier broke dude there's
2: piss everywhere
0: good it fucking reeks in here it needs to go jerry came in he's fucking pissed dude of course
2: He's he is. Four hey, It's we, a
0: fucking inch
2: of
1: urine. I've, I turned the humidifier off. I couldn't tell what was smoke and piss air, and I'm trying to get my fire nice and yeah, hot. Okay, It's
0: getting out of control. You might want to Ka-ting.
1: watch it. What are you Ka-ting. doing, Bones?
0: It's getting very close to the Ka-ting. split seconds.
1: I'm uh, forging a fucking knife, dude. Oh, my God.
0: There Did are you so- watch the fucking Discovery Ka-ting. Channel again this weekend? Ka-ting. There are knives everywhere. Ka-ting.
2: Just yeah, pick one I'm, up. I'm pick preparing
1: up. myself. You guys don't understand Warhammer. All right, that demon.
0: <laughs> Flames, Ting. bro! Flames.
1: Wait, I ma- know. I'm trying to get it fucking hot. I, you're making a nice. I'm forging. It for smells Warhammer. like fucking piss
0: K-ti-ng. and burnt plastic in here. Kating. And Kron. You're Gonna burn your hair. Stop. I don't need that, that smell either.
1: Quite honestly, I think 80 percent of the piss smell is Kron. The guy's been pissing himself for. Three weeks now. For some yeah, reason. Well, we got the fire so, I, going. I, I have a fire going, and that's a problem.
2: You said if c- I piss c- t- t- the humidifier, nullifies
0: it. Katting, you are the most pissy C-ting. smell. Katting, here. Yeah, Katting. Yeah, bones. I smell like
1: fucking musk and smoke and man and fucking fire and rawness
0: Dude. and plastic.
2: Yeah, why are you making... Is that for a figurine in Warhammer? They're a fucking Uh,
1: inch tall, dude. No, dude, you don't understand how you progress in Warhammer, alright? I've already killed plenty of men with my bare hands. Next step is knives.
0: You roll a fucking dice. What are you talking about? No, you Mm -hmm. don't understand,
1: okay? This whole time, I thought that the Warhammer coin that I was earning from my sleep streams...
0: The smash penny uh, I gave you that said Warhammer on it? (laughs) it Gotcha. Okay,
1: Okay, well, that... Makes things interesting because uh so you're telling me that the fucking uh human hunting that I've been doing was not Warhammer.
0: I I don't think he should have told us that.
2: I think it kinda is and isn't Warhammer. I mean I think you got the idea of Warhammer, but
0: dude, you can't be going surviving the game on us. Like
2: the execution of Warhammer I think is wrong.
1: But I, okay, I don't know what's real and what's not anymore, dudes. When I am awake, I'm fucking forging and killing people. And in my dreams, I'm forging and killing people. I don't know what. Do you
0: think maybe we need to stop this whole streaming people sleeping?
1: I know we need to stop cron streams into Mm -hmm. the humidifier.
0: I think all of this will stop, including cron streams.
2: Currently going. Just, this is the last one,
0: I swear. Okay,
1: can this be the last knife I make? Cause like, shake it, dude. It's pretty great. Nope, I'm not shaking it. If you don't fucking shake it, I'm going to cauterize it with the tip of this fucking hob. Steel.
2: I like to squeeze at the base and roll forward.
1: I don't by the shake. Way, by the way, I found this steel, like, I think it might have been holding up a wall in the back, so... God damn it. M- move slowly. Dan, push all the...
2: la Push all the VHS uh, away from that wall. Ka-ting. I'm telling you, the
0: split seconds are going Ka-ting. in a split second over here. Ka-ting.
1: Jerry came
0: in. I'm telling you guys, he's fucking pissed. Ting. All this needs to stop. Are We're done.
1: Let Jerry come in here and see my fucking knife. He'll be so stop. fucking impressed. He won't do shit. Stop. I'll fucking slice his ass. I'm not afraid of you, him anymore. He can hear
0: you right now.
1: Season 2 mm-hmm. bones don't give a fuck. I dreamed away all my worries and anxieties, baby. Jerry, fucking, if you're listening, I am he fucking hasn't Warhammer. You understand? Deprived. I am sleep deprived. F- fucking Warhammer. And you guys could be fucking Warhammers too. You started taking life a little less seriously. You understand? That he has lost started, it these last few you started weeks. Started realizing mm. that uh, nobody's your friend. Everybody's an enemy. Everybody's a fucking sweeper. Is that a class
0: or something speaking of sweeping how about sweeping those coals away from those split seconds Mm -hmm. Ting, and sweep up all the piss while you're at it it's disgusting no that's you you're doing that Mm -mm. nope so we're putting an end to this tonight this is it the last knife has been forged it's not done yet
1: it's not done yet you can finish it
0: finish
2: it The Last Knife? That sounds epic as hell, dude. Ting.
0: We're going to do it. Ting. Does anybody have a movie we can watch tonight?
1: I got a fucking idea. I got the fuck. You speak Last Knife. I got the fucking Last Knife fight to end all knife fights. Oh, shit. This week on 5 Day Rentals, The Hunted. Welcome to Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast, where each week one of us takes a crack at picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. I am Bones. This is the last entry into Cat and Mouse. I'm joined, as always, by Laundry Dan and Cron Howard. Dudes, how are you?
2: What's up? So slipping through the system, baby. On the run.
1: On the, you haven't been swept yet? mm
0: mm-hmm. not me. Just saving wolves over here, dude.
1: Cron the Unsweepable, Dan You're... Wolf's best friend.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Don't even bite me.
1: My best friends. Would you guys uh come after me if I turned crazy?
0: I mean, I'd let you go for like- Because
1: I might be- Six, six crazy. months. Crazy. <laughs> so, maybe you could end it.
0: I think anybody oh, is crazy to keep this up for three years. That's true.
2: I think I would, but it like it wouldn't last very long. It wouldn't be an in, in, you know a good movie. If that's what we're getting to,
0: you're saying because you'd kill him so quickly, or you yeah. couldn't fucking find him.
1: No, he'd be he'd be done. But for- first one dead. Yeah. 100%. He doesn't 100%. even know I'm coming fair, after him. To be fair. So
0: you don't see him coming. Cron, you he just dead. said
1: you've evaded all the sweepers that are after you. You start coming after me, you're going to start making waves.
0: Okay. Cron, you I, able to find I, you're me.
1: dead think,
2: as soon as we step out of the Forerunner, dude. I think there's some skill overlap in hiding and hunting.
1: I love, I know that Dan is such a Toyota dude that he, even in this fake scenario, he's driving like a brand new Forerunner, mm-hmm.
3: like, like an 89.
1: Yeah. You got to pick up on the real life in 5 day Rentals folks listen closely it's there uh dan this was your category cat and mouse yeah. our first yeah. category of season two i think it's been pretty fucking good it's a
0: sweet category i think uh i think it's uh it's come together very well
1: right on uh you brought us mute witness um i will tell you this dan uh somebody i know in my personal life i advise them to seek out mute witness i said hey Uh, We just released an episode on this movie. It's on YouTube. You should check it out. Next day, first thing the guy comes up, says... uh, uh, Thank
2: you for the movie recommendation, Bones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, he goes, uh, 3.5, man. A little low. I think I'd be at least a four. Starts praising Mute Witness. Starts saying, it's an absolute bummer that uh, that director got sort of shafted. Um. Mentioned that he listened to the podcast. He did not tell me whether or not he enjoyed the episode. Um, <laughs> he skimmed past that just to start praising the movie, which is, that's why we're here, right? Not really. Hey. I tell people, you, you come for the bits. We have, we're we not remotely good at assessing movies. But, uh, so good job, Dan. You're bringing Mute Witness to the people just in time for that Arrow release. Kron, last week you brought us Hannibal. You got it, buddy. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: It's a long, long app, long very, movie. Very long app. Um, guys, I want to get something out of the way. Oh, it was God. complete. Hold hold on, get oh, be real for a second, man. Open up.
0: <laughs> I'm open.
1: The people expect a little sensitivity when it's a Bones episode, and by that I mean they go, "Oh, they figured out the." the algorithm by this point oh dan went cron went let me skip this week so nobody's listening i can get sensitive um i was going to pick hannibal that was my selection for cat and mouse cron you swept it right away from me grateful i didn't have to do notes on it grateful like dan said i basically get a two for one for this category the hunted was my alternate. So I think I selected this a few days before we heard the upsetting news that director William Friedkin passed away this week. So, uh, I'm not going to give like a little obituary. I'm just going to say the guy was a movie psycho in like the great sense of the word. Like, uh, he's the type of person that you want making art because if he was a fucking criminal, he would be a, uh, drug kingpin. Uh, That's, like, he would be, uh, whatever he was going to put his mind to, he was going to just be uh, an absolute master at it. So, uh, hats off to William Friedkin. Made some banger-ass movies.
2: Yeah, and I, I just want to say I can't wait to see who you kill next month by picking
1: their movie. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm going to pick Tower Heist. Um,
0: Damn it, Damien Chazelle's going down.
2: Good luck fitting it into the non towers category. (laughs) It's coming up.
0: William Freakin, a man who freaking loved movies till the day he left us. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. And Uh, also
2: just a fun guy to watch his interviews of. Like, even if you, I don't know, like if you've only seen The Exorcist, just go punch into YouTube freaking interview and you'll be entertained. Mm-hmm. Many
0: times over.
1: He suffered no fools. Um,
0: was not afraid to talk about his films at all.
1: I, hey, if you can back it up, which he could. I'm not saying every one of his movies was a masterpiece, but... I feel they like... They all
2: have something in
1: them. Yeah.
0: It's sad news, but I think this actually is going to help this show, because that... Does this not certify The Exorcist Believer as a, fi- as a two-day rental now?
2: Has to, well, right? he, well, he had nothing to do with that, so... That's, we don't know that. He th- has a new movie coming out.
1: Yeah, we could just cover that, Dan.
2: We could just do the freaking movie. Yeah.
1: Also, I th- I think it's, it out? is a very freaking thing, Dan, to say, yeah, his death is probably good for our show. <laughs> so, before people are like, hey, that's offensive, man. No, that's the exact type of shit that Friedkin would say.
0: Jade and Sorcerer are now available.
1: <laughs> All right. So speaking of Friedkin, um, and the not. Hunted, two thousand three. <laughs> you fellers seen this before? Never.
0: A few times. A
1: few times. All right. Was it anything that like you were expecting, Cron?
2: Uh, in a way, I guess. I mean, it's. There's like a car part, but I mean, basically, it's just a big <laughs> chase. It's just a big chase movie. Like that's really yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of expect Freakin' to do a chase at some point, so, and he's fucking good at him. So, <laughs> yeah, I th- I think based on like Freakin' two guys hunting each other movie, I got about what I expected.
1: Dan, how was your uh, rewatch?
0: Easy breezy as usual. Um, Yeah, I enjoy the hunted.
1: Did you? um, How much research did you do for this bad boy?
0: I got, I got a few things.
1: Okay. Did you watch any actual like? Because the last two weeks have been like relatively modern in the era of like a lot of you know behind the scenes footage of surprised at how much there was of the hunted. Um, I'd be interested at the, at the end of this episode to talk about some of the trials and tribulations they went through making this. Now they had to kind of piece some stuff together.
0: You might have more than me. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, I can, uh, I will tell you this, the car chase from my understanding is just like, there's going to be a car chase. That's all they know. They're already shooting. And the producers, stunt teams, they're asking Friedkin, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Friedkin's like, I'll figure something out. And then comes back the next day and he's like, I figured it out. We're doing gridlock. I've done speed. I've done panic. Like, who's ever done a chase in the middle of gridlock? And, well, I'm not going to say it's, like, the best car chase ever. It is an interesting take on it. It is... I
0: think didn't I think Jade, Jade a, have some gridlock though.
1: It, does, it Jade is like a two mile an
2: hour chase. It's <laughs> I like this version of the traffic
1: chase a lot better than the Jade chase. The Jade chase is like three acts, right? You've got the hills, you've got that, you slow down in the parade, and then you've got that slow stalking on the docks, docks there. Yeah, this is just like it's. It's counterintuitive to the character who is a sneaky assassin that whenever he gets behind the wheel of a car, he's a terrible driver and just slams through shit. I think that's an interesting take.
0: I can make a knife. I can't drive a car.
2: It's kind of like brute forcing your way through a car chase.
1: Yeah. It's fucking cool. All right, dudes. It's
0: freaking second director to have three movies covered by Five Day Rentals.
1: I'm pretty or sure he's going to have some
0: more, too. Does Carpenter have three? Prince of Darkness. Big Trouble. Big Trouble and The Thing. Mm-hmm. And Walter Hill.
1: I only picked two of those. Fucking three pack a day Carpenter outlived William Friedkin.
2: Not even the Shroud of Turin could save
1: him.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys, before we jump in this, uh, per the new way of doing this, guys, rate my letterbox.
0: At the time of uh, our review for The Haunted from 2003, directed by Mr. William Freakin, letterbox user rating is sitting at a 3.1.
2: Uh, Bones, for you, I'm going to guess
0: a 4.0. Bones, i going for you a 3.5. All
1: right, and uh, I will play at the end of the episode. All right. Guys, you ready? Let's hit it. This thing fucking cooks, man. <laughs> It
2: does. I was surprised by that. Like I think the first time I paused this movie, I literally had like eleven minutes left and I was like, (laughs) oh shit. Like
1: movie just zipped. God said to Abraham, kill me a son. Abe says, Man, you must be putting me on. God say no. Abe say what? God say You can do what you want, Abe, but the next time you see me coming, you better run. Abe says, Where do you want this killing done? And God says, Out on Highway 61. We got the eyes of Benicio. I don't live anywhere close
0: to that, though.
1: I know. That's why you got to figure it out. Get your ass there. It's the word of God. I got to
0: fucking drive to Highway 61.
1: Get your ass to Highway 61. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 61 probably runs north-south, so you're probably going to have to take an even-numbered highway to that one, right? And how the national fucking highway system works?
0: (laughs) I have no idea.
1: Okay. I got
0: to do a letter to get to a number, to get to two numbers. Yeah, rename, I.
2: rename them all. Start at one.
0: Somewhere up in Maine. Yeah, Work your way across. So you know. Like if it's fifteen, you're like, oh, that's the Midwest.
1: I think they already kind of did that. Mm. Like the U- the US interstate system, I think is I think there is like a east west.
0: Isn't like California like the four oh one or some shit?
1: I thought it was the 101. Whatever. I don't know. Why don't you so uh, sign our California 101? person to tell us?
0: California person, you know who you are, Lesnar.
1: It doesn't matter. This is the type of stuff that is going to get you in trouble with God. Like, fucking plug in Highway 61, load your son up into the car, and get out there. Because you did have got see to prove
0: that this was the last. Johnny Cash performance. Yeah. And I was like, did I miss him in there? He does the intro. He just
1: does that in the the outro. (laughs) He
2: didn't didn't fucking act. Yeah, he did. That's acting, bro. So what? He read that. Clooney didn't act in Fantastic Mr. Fox.
0: What are we saying, Dan? He had a.
1: I, I don't know. That's, I don't. you saying Kevin Spacey didn't act in Moon?
0: Hal, <laughs> turn off the computer.
1: All right, we've got the eyes of Benicio Del Toro. We're in Kosovo. It's 1999. The Serbs have taken over an Albanian village. This is not a war, dudes. It's a fucking slaughter. Del Toro is playing John Rambo. Sergeant First Class Aaron Hallam. He's ordered to infiltrate a mosque that houses a Serbian commander. This is the third village in a week that this Serbian commander has invaded and slaughtered.
0: He's cranking off to that uh, that propaganda poster, is he not? Yeah, he's, he's staring
2: got, at it pretty hard. He's got them in every single
1: room. I and like, sometimes, yeah, dang, dude,
2: they look like fucking Shepard Fairy put them up. There's like 20 of them in a row.
1: Well, it's like Dan's man cave and five D R posters. Like you're just like proud of your work, right? This is, this is cool. There you go. goes. So he's pointing at. it.
0: There's one on yours, right behind you. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, dudes, huh? we're we're getting nah. gnarly fucking explosions here. There's definitely a mix of practical and digital. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
2: it makes a uh, thunder and paradise look like the shit it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't you talk like that.
2: There are literally like twenty explosions in the first eight seconds
1: of this movie.
0: It just pres- proves that NATO fucking sucks and can't hit anything.
1: Yeah. Why well, are you trying all this money? try not to hit there, guys. Okay. So we've got this infiltration squad. Uh, I don't think Hallam is the commanding officer. He is basically just th- the point man for this crew. There's like four other guys with him. Guys giving Hallam like, hey, this is the guy we're going for. Head, head in. We'll give cover fire. So, Hallam, he's all blacked out. He uh, advances. We've got more explosions, Gunf- gunfire, screams. Like these Serbs are killing Albanians uh, by the dozens. They are lining them up, executing them. They seem to be leaving the children. Hallam is bouncing through there, through columns, through rubble. He's pretending to be dead uh next to dead bodies as soldiers are walking by you get this weird like mm-hmm. Fidel Castro lookalike who rides he's like riding on a bike and he waves at the camera uh <laughs> i'm wondering if that i haven't got to this chapter i was trying my best to catch up uh in the Friedkin connection to see what he he says about the hunted but um i paused Karin, did you get there cuz i got to
0: no
2: i just started what? listening to it like this week while I was driving, um, so I think I'm I'm like not even to his first movie. I'm still in all of his, uh, you know, childhood and getting
1: jobs and shit like that. It takes a while, but it's it's interesting. It's his TV career. I really enjoyed the section on that.
2: Some of the later stuff in the book though is like pretty short cuz I have the print copy and when we did Jade it's literally like two pages. So I don't know how much will they'll have on the hunted.
1: Yeah, I I think exorcist gets the most. Um Sorcerer
2: had a pretty meaty write up, so
1: It's de- it's decent. Um Brink's job, uh, Brink's job is really quick. now well, French Connection might give Exorcist. Uh, that might be questionable, but I paused because he's right about to get into Live and Die in L.A. and I want to watch that. Anyway, uh, but I, I want to know what this Fidel Castro thing is. It's it's too it's too weird not to like knowing Friedkin it's like he was a the explosive guy and i told him you look like fidel castro and he didn't speak english and i don't know he rode a bike to work or some shit you know
0: mm-hmm. he just waved i left it in
1: yeah yeah right. they didn't
2: even ask him to do it he was just leaving for the day
1: yeah um he's aside from all the people that he's seen killed he's seeing like a lot of like individual kids um he sees this one girl Uh, walking over, like, a lobby full of dead bodies, um, picking up, like, kind of taking comfort in, like, a bloody stuffed animal and shit while he's, like, working his way through. Uh, He does this really cool headfirst rappel kind of into the basement of this mosque, comes up behind some guys. So he manages to get all the way in this thing without being seen. At one point, uh, his team actually gives him some cover, so, like, creating a distraction so we can get in. So he gets right up on this Serbian commander. He kind hangs out just, for a second. Uh, want to make you play Metal Gear? I was never that oh. big of a Metal Gear guy. I might Hell try. Yeah, I might try again with that collection coming out. But I think the collection's already out. Is it? Mm-hmm. You mean like at the time of this release or the time of this record?
2: At the time of this record, okay. I believe, because I looked it up. I just finally hooked everything up back. In my office, and that's
0: the first thing I looked up. Nice. <laughs> so I'm on. We're thinking about some fucking Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: on turn 483 of a Civ 6 game, and there's so much on the map that the PS5 is crashing every two turns. <laughs> so I pretty much won the game, but just out of fucking sheer will, I need to see oh, this d- thing through.
2: Dude, it's like in. Uh, fucking Pac-Man when you get to the like the kill screen or what you know like it just turns into letters and shit and mm-hmm. wipes the game
1: alright the Serbian commander he's telling one of his uh, soldiers that he wants no mercy for Albanians the west cannot solve this fuck NATO fuck these Albanians uh, he says they fucked our mothers we will fuck theirs soldier takes off Hallam has his opportunity. He immediately attacks his commander. The commander's pretty defenseless against Hallam's blade, which uh, Hallam takes to his throat multiple times. So,
0: I figured it'd be a little more stealthy, but he kind of just runs right, right the fuck up on him.
1: I mean, He's I confident think,
2: in his fucking skills, man.
0: I think the stealth part
2: is getting there undetected.
3: Mm-hmm. It could
1: have been easier. I think from a cinematic thing, it was kind of important for him to be face to face to him, because, like you said, he could—he probably could have waited till he turned around, came up, and just sliced his this, throat or something. But it's
0: this is our PTSD for all of what's about to happen.
1: Yeah. All right. Mission's over. We got a secret medal ceremony. Hallam is given the silver star. The night terrors are starting. He starts seeing the events of Kosovo play over and over as he tries to sleep. He's covered in sweat. Can't drown out these screams.
0: Dude, worst barrack room ever, bro. It's like a dark room with like two, like four beds and just a spotlight under it.
1: Yeah, this guy's like a sergeant first class. He can't get a it should like, be like a nice full-size bed. Yeah.
0: Well, also just drag your
2: bed away from the spotlight, from the one light in the building. <laughs> very ridiculous. How can so. he sleep like that? Yeah.
1: Are we meant to take it like he's in some NATO bunker in Kosovo or something still?
2: I thought it was like, more just like an effect for the movie to have everything dark around him oh, and I'm, only I'm he's illuminated.
1: That's what it is. Yeah. It's All right, dudes. Let's Real quick. To... Do, yeah. Do
2: you guys think any like do you think the movie would have been better without the opening in a way because i feel like the whole rest of the movie is like one thing and that's the only part of it that sticks out as like separate time separate area
1: no i think i i think the movie's better with this
2: i could see them like mixing in flashbacks or something throughout you know like you get little glimpses of Stuff throughout, like that could be a way
0: to do it. Yeah. I kind of I, I kind of like that it's out of the way already.
1: Yeah, I think it would kill the flow. That's true, I th- too.
0: I think it could be a little shorter, maybe. This? I, yeah, the opening.
1: Oh, this thing takes like eight minutes, man.
2: <laughs> well, it could have been seven.
1: Okay. Well, fair enough. I, We could have cut out Fidel Castro. <laughs> and I guess he could have killed him faster. You know.
2: It just seems like the whole his special ops. I don't know. I was going back and forth on it of like, do I like the opening or not? I think it shows a lot of his skills. It shows you why the rest of the movie happens, but yep. I don't know. There's something about like, if you just started with this next scene, like that would be cool too.
1: I don't know. Let's think about that as I take us through this story further. We're in British Columbia, the snowy forests. We got it's Tommy Canada. Lee Jones. Yeah, it's, it sure is Canada. Hope Sorry. I didn't mispronounce anything. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, he's running through the woods. He's tracking something, something that's bleeding. We see this poor little white wolf limping, leaving the blood trail.
0: Good thing it wasn't his wife.
1: Yeah. Jones catches up. He attempts to help the wolf. He frees him uh, from the snare. It's cutting into the wolf's paw. Dude, is he this also... a
0: metaphor for his wife?
1: Oh, no. shit. No.
0: Oh, shit, dude. Whoa.
2: There's a part where he uh, picks up like a bunch of moss and puts it in his mouth.
1: Yeah, that's what I was getting and- to. Yeah.
2: He uses it, but at first I was like, I guess this dude's just loading up on some vitamins and minerals before he (laughs) helps this wolf out.
1: Mm -hmm. He's just preparing it in case the wolf bites him. He's ready to... But as we've discussed on this podcast, fucking dog spit is like antiseptic, dude.
0: You think um, he would be... Better to face the wolves than the gray than Liam Neeson.
1: See the difference is Liam's out to kill the wolves. That's his fucking job. Tommy Lee Jones.
0: If a wolf turns, not a killer. I think TLJ is is taking out that wolf. I might pick
2: Tommy Lee Jones over Neeson in most categories. (laughs) Like yeah, just
1: in general. Well, so I can take both of them, so that's tricky. I don't know which one would be harder.
0: I agree you can take Liam Neeson. TLJ. I don't know.
1: He's got got those fucking beach kite ears, dude. You've seen him in this movie. I get a hold of one of those. He's pretty fucking good in this movie. He's old as fuck. He's old as fuck, and he is... Pulling the shit off.
0: He's crawling like a wolf. He might be.
1: He's up there for my favorite actors that we've covered on the podcast. I think he is one of just the most believable, like effortless actors. And especially in this movie. But let's keep going. So like Kron said, as he's helping this wolf, he digs through some snow, gets down to some moss, starts chewing on it. He pulls the snare off the wolf, calms him down. Whatever, like the the pack that he made in his mouth, some sort of antiseptic or relief, something to kind of help pack and stop the blood, I guess. He mashes it on this wolf's paw, lets the guy go. Cut to Jones walking into a bar. Now, this is done in like three shots, and it is fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. He walks in a bar. He calls out if anyone has the initials JW. Some dude says, yeah. Jones walks over to him and says, "Uh, is this your snare? The guy's like, yeah. Jones immediately wraps the snare around the dude's neck and slams his head into this table. Uh, The bigger guy at the table, like across from the table, stands up. Jones just fucking points at him, stops the guy in his tracks and says, no more snares on wolves, guys, and fucking walks out. It's real
2: cool. cool. (laughs) It's fucking cool as hell.
1: (laughs) Fucking cool. Yeah.
2: The shot, too, of that guy's head hitting the table is like, I don't know how they did it. It looks real and he's like instantly out. As soon as he touches the table, he's just yeah. like
0: not getting up. Yeah, it says say he doesn't get back up.
1: It is. I mean, it is it might be faster than the pencil trick from uh The Dark Knight. Like him opening the door to the cut to the next scene is maybe 20 seconds, 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. That's all you need. Yeah. Silver Falls, Oregon. We've got two hunters. Kron, do you recognize one of these guys? Taggart. You piece of shit. <laughs> All right. Um, two hunters.
2: That guy, I was just watching something that had him in it as well, and I can't remember.
1: CSI Miami? it <laughs> wasn't
2: that. It was a movie.
1: All right. They're tracking some deer. They think they have it in their sights, but they also maybe see something else through their scopes. They head a little further into the woods over a river.
2: What are those scopes? It looks like they're down to like a pinpoint on the front of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's they're super high powered. They probably it's maybe like a glare thing, so it doesn't give off a bunch of glare. Gotcha. And maybe because it's so small, like it can focus light more.
0: Maybe it's know. a wet environment.
1: Yeah. Fog, there's maybe. There's a lot of... A lot of Moisture. Th- that's a good idea. We're figuring it out here.
0: Did anybody get the impression that maybe Del Toro hired these guys to try to kill him?
1: No, that's not what I thought you were going to ask. That How did you- not cross my mind, and I don't know why you thought that. What were you going to say, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I did not
1: get that impression either.
0: Because he's talking to him like, kind of like, I don't know. He's just, he's chatting with them as he, they're trying to find him. All
1: right. Let me, let me get a few sentences in and then we'll, we'll discuss this on what this might be. All right. So I believe we actually see the titular Silver Falls when these guys walk past. looks pretty awesome. The hunters slowly step across some logs and they hear, you need all that equipment to kill the deer? That's how we make sure they're dead. When you kill with your hands, there is a reference. What's your weapon? It's fucking Hallam. He steps behind a tree, flips his knife out. It's pretty dope. Fucking tosses it right into a tree behind him. The hunters aren't taking any shit. They start looking for Hallam immediately. Hallam's like, your rifle's against my knife? They laugh this fucking guy off. What the fuck? <laughs> Hallam sneaks up behind one of them, slices his cheek, the other fires a few shots. The hunt continues. Uh we see Hallam up in a tree. Uh he's also moving so fast, and they do like they pull out some frames, so he's like choppy, which I think is kind of cool. Like it creates that perspective from the hunters like, where the fuck is this guy?
2: He got up that tree super quick, too. I mean, he's way up there.
1: Yeah. Uh, He he then baits one of the hunters who steps over a log, and they snap into a snare and, like, a drop trap. And I'm pretty sure, like, they're implying there's not that much of a crunch, but I think maybe this guy breaks his leg and is, like... I can hear the crunch, yeah. Yeah, then freaking out and trying to pull the, the snare off
2: kind of looked like it was some, I don't know, like he almost, because of the way he had it set up, like rolled his ankle as soon as he landed or something, Mm -hmm. like it kind of pushed his foot out from under him. That's kind of what I thought, like it, you know, hurt him enough to take him out of commission basically.
1: I'm wondering if it's set up that way so when your foot falls into that hole, it triggers the snare like even harder, Mm -hmm. you know? But uh, while this guy's freaking out, we hear the screams of the other guy being stabbed. And then Hallam slowly approaching this guy that snared. So, Dan, to your point, the fact that these guys are like nonchalantly just talking to some dude that they met five miles into the woods. I think what they're going for is the ambiguity of were they there for him, not just to hunt.
0: Well, oh, the sweepers comment. Yeah, yeah. I guess
2: I took it that way, like, you know, whatever military organization Hallam is involved in, like, he has gone rogue, and they've sent these two guys to, like, you go find Hallam.
0: Because I don't know, from their point of view, if I meet a guy in the middle of the woods, I'm not going to be like, all right, now I'm going to try to kill this guy. What is this, Penthouse Forum? (laughs) <laughs> it's taxicab confessions <laughs> Meeting a guy in the middle of the forest i was just saying If I'm hunting And some dude Is fucking with me I'm not gonna be like alright I'm gonna sh- fucking kill this guy Well he'll the first like, thing Alright I'm gonna leave because
1: You're you, here obviously You ask him like oh are you also dropping a trash bag full of porn Here <sighs> like do I need to go another mile Like
0: and He'll be like no I'm burying a fucking puppet
1: Oh, okay, shit. Okay. okay oh, shit. Yeah, I'm so out of here, dude. Stay away. I'm fucking out. Dump dump your Lisa Ann articles elsewhere, dude. Lisa Ann,
0: 2024.
1: Are we old enough? Is it time for us to take a trek out into the woods and drop a bunch of porn mags for the next generation?
2: It's not Do fun anymore. It's a thumb drive. It, <laughs> but it's so it's,
0: lame. You need that. Do you it, have one in your house? You need
1: that tangibility, though. Kron, even if it's a thumb drive, like you need something in your hand. Like, what is this? Right? Yeah, it's called like, your dick. What's you know, gonna that makes your dick better? You
2: understand? What's, it makes what's playing gonna, with your dick better. What's gonna draw their eye to it? I mean, you
1: know, a magazine that's like a you big bright a little, thing. You put Cell two phone. little circles and two dots in the circles, <clears throat> and the international sign of titties. People be like, fucking tits on this." You just I put heard it in, about this.
0: You just put it in anime or pixel form, and these kids will. Sh- Mm-hmm. go off dude do an unboxing of a playboy gotta get oh, more views than the actual you. playboy alright let's
2: just all agree to go buy a print porn magazine are we hustler guys
0: now are we hustler guys yeah
2: might be is penthouse still around
1: I don't know but let's do it I, I, I don't know what is what isn't still around
2: which one show full bush?
1: Yeah, what? I want hardcore.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, let me. Hustler? Just, just go to your bookmarks, Dan. Jesus.
1: Yeah.
2: Hustler Magazine. Quit
1: pretend clicking.
0: I Hustler Magazine subscription.
1: Okay, still exists. Hustler,
0: Hustler Beaver Hunt. Is it digital only though? Well, that's this is no? Oregon, oh. Dan,
1: so Beaver Hunt Cron. is fitting.
0: Hold your shit, boys. Krone, are we allowed to put porn magazines on the taxes for five day rentals? Uh, I th-
1: you could argue that's a business expense. Well, what? we are donating it. Okay,
0: yeah. the best deal is print plus digital, fourteen fifty a month, or twenty nine dollars quarterly annually $70. That's like a that's, month
1: for free. Yeah, dude, that's a that's a pretty hardcore savings.
0: All right, digital only has a free 3-day trial, y'all. But you got to pay One day for, the, for each that. of us. Uh monthly is 9.69. Give up first.
1: I don't want your fucking <laughs> log on sloppy seconds.
0: Uh quarterly is 18 bucks for 3 months and $36 for it, once a year. That's a 69% off discount. Uh, print oh, only I see what they did print only is 969 a month $20 every 3 months or $60 for the year that's $48 that's pretty Damn. comparable but you can sh- you can scratch me what's now.
1: the $5 difference <laughs>
0: can i can what I am i
1: not this? what am i losing in the 5
2: the digital you're not getting digital
1: oh okay, okay that's print only pricing okay thank you i thought it was like a content thing
2: Dan just just sign up for the year.
1: You know you're gonna use them. Yeah, I'll send you my address. DVD included. What? <laughs> had... Where did what, you see where? that?
2: Where did you see that? Down there at the bottom. DVD included.
1: Oh, he scrolled up so fast. Oh
0: shit! Yeah, right here.
1: Is there anywhere hustler cannot be delivered? Middle of the woods. Let's see if that if there's an available
0: F-A-Q. in U.S. and Canada only.
1: Fuck yeah okay
0: original well, subscription that began july of 1974 that's american as american can get
2: i don't want to get them directly delivered to the woods bones i mean we at least take a look first i, I mean really, well we're gonna we're have right one
1: to sent to us house. and another one sent to them
0: maybe i can send it to work is there anywhere a hustler cannot be delivered
1: I did not receive my issues of Hustler magazine. What can I do? Fucking kill yourself. Cor-
0: correctional facilities.
1: <laughs> we draw the line. All right, listener. When so you go the, over the line, the, the, the first of the law. The first FAQ question is: Is there anywhere the that Hustler cannot be delivered? And when you expand it, it simply says Hustler cannot be delivered to any correctional facilities. That is it. All right, Dan. Make that's, sure you get a screenshot of this for the the Instagram.
2: That's <laughs> got to be like a federally mandated thing. That probably cut out half a hustler's business right there. Yeah. I,
0: mean, I don't think I should put this on Instagram really my kid.
1: Do you think we could? Desist um, and desist. I mean, you could you could still put a, a hustler in a in a birthday cake and sneak that into prison though, right?
0: I mean, mm-hmm. I think you could. Or I. There's shops all around that we could buy a copy. I think I got an idea for a gift for the next Budge store. Please leave Barnes & Noble now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Hustler is our (laughs) advertiser for this.
1: Forget Applebee's. Applebee's was season one, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hustler taking us through season two. All right. We're back in British Columbia. Jones is going into a local store, I'm guessing the local store, to pick up some provisions. And he notices a particular boot print in the snow. Inside, he calls out, hello, Ted. LT, how'd you know it was me? I saw your pigeon-toed tracks.
0: Is this a curse that this guy lives with? Like, is he constantly, like... Oh,
1: I thought you meant pigeon toes. A, yeah. No. Kinda. Yeah, it's a bummer.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But no, I'm talking about a TLJ here. Like, is he constantly, like, looking for tracking and clues and just well, seems like it's almost...
1: He, says in, the, he says in the flashback later that the hard part is turning it off. He's like goddamn chickmunk
0: again. Mhm. Oh, there's three frogs outside. And now.
1: I, and I think they show that a lot with his character, like the way he is very blunt with his questions, how observant he is, how he
0: takes the answer that he's given. No. No, no follow-up questions.
1: Mhm. Whether he believes you or not. All right. He asks uh Ted, you know, why you're here, and they go back to Lt's cabin. So Tommy Lee Jones is playing Lt. That's his character's name. At the cabin, he passes over some files, and he says, "Just take a look." Cut to a helicopter ride. Lt's looking through the photos of that slaughter at Silver Falls. The hunters' bodies are all cut apart. I would say three or four hefty bags each, <laughs> based on how efficient ta- he, he. Taggart's a pretty
2: big guy. I
1: mean. Excellent point, Cron. If I'm six bat, the tagger it might be a five or sixer. Good call. Mm-hmm. All right. The FBI is on the scene and we get the uh, some quintessential law enforcement dialogue from one Connie Nielsen here who's playing Agent Abby Durrell. Uh, a lot of FBI these last two episodes. hmm But uh, yeah, I think she's like... I want to move some of your guys to that valley over there. I want to set up a perimeter and contain. Like, come on. Uh, Worst part of this movie is not necessarily Connie's acting. It is just the writing for Agent Abby Durrell. Um, My feeling is there was probably a lot more of her in the original script, and maybe they shot it, and a lot of that is cut out because a lot of her stuff is quite choppy the helo carrying lt lands um solid helo landing by the way it's been a while it's not, not bad pilot. good pilot pretty here. pretty quick but uh despite how good of a pilot he is lt he fucking hates heights he runs out of this helicopter <laughs> starts throwing up uh tommy lee jones got a good good fake throw up <laughs> hurl you know
2: yeah he seems really bothered by it i mean <laughs> he's The guy fucking commits, man. The guy commits. Doubling over and shit. Mm -hmm. I mean.
0: So. TLJ's character is based off of uh, Tom Brown, who was an actual tracker. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if he got like, I fucking hate helicopters from that guy. And he was like,
1: all right. It's possible. I got it. Yeah. Friedkin has to have some sort of psycho inspiration on every set. Mm-hmm. whether it's a former under like undercover cop or a fucking like, relapsed priest who wrote like a crazy novel. <laughs> like he's got he has to have like somebody next to him like to be his muse yeah Tom for whatever he's was working a,
0: on. was a technical advisor for the movie as as they were filming
1: yeah i think there was a lot of unsubstantiated claims from the guy like that he did some wet work maybe and
0: supposedly this actually happened
1: yeah All right. So Darrell introduces herself, and she starts leading Lt through the site. Darrell tells him that two other men were just killed in the same fashion about a week ago in Washington State. She says that the killer used a hatchet, but immediately Lt is like contradicting all of that, like everything that they're telling him. Like they've reached out to some like the local Native American community, and he's like, "Nah, they don't do that shit. Like they don't. It's not a ritual sacrifice. It's not say." It's not fucking satanic. Um, Damn it. They think one of them says, like, the only thing you'd cut up like that would be a deer. And he says, yeah, the only reason he would quarter them would be if he was planning on eating them.
0: I think freaking does a great fucking job here, though. Because as they're going through and it's got all the fucking horseback and shit, I, as a viewer, is like, there's too much shit going on. And then they address that, like, immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. And the other thing he does well is a lot of his movies have a lot of explanation, a lot of exposition, and it's always done in an interesting manner. Like this could have very, very easily just been around the hood of a car with them looking at photos and her pointing at a map. But he does this over like three or four sequences of them traversing the terrain to get into the site, which I think is really cool. Like each each thing looks different. Like like the the helicopter landing, crossing the river, walking that trail on the cliff, and then actually getting to like where you. So that's the next thing Dan is basically. He's like, you got too many fucking people here. Like you're fucking up all my tracks and shit. Um, yeah, I think
0: the he does a good job of the the viewer feeling that as well. Like god damn.
1: Mm-hmm. So he asks. He starts to ask about the hunters. Like was there a deer stand, a campsite, a cooler? Anything to sort of also prove that they were, in fact, out here for deer. So if you're taking that ambiguity from the fucking murder sequence, he's sort of adding to it here. Because the feds are like, no, we haven't found anything yet. As far as we know, they were just some businessmen from Medford, right? So once everybody clears out, LT, he just starts. fucking accountants. Immediately tracking. Yeah, fucking accountants. These guys are scopes.
2: These guys are fucking deep. I
0: mean. They're... What was the Friday the 13th that has the paintballers in it? Is it six? At the
1: beginning? Six. Is it six?
0: That's kind of what it, those two reminded me of.
1: The work outing
0: <laughs> that they're all on? Yeah. Every
2: time I watch six, I always forget that part is in there.
1: <laughs> all right. So he immediately just heads right into the woods, starts noticing things. He's sniffing. He's looking around, you know, tracking. Uh, tracking always is fun in movies, right? Because they could be doing fucking whatever, and I'm just, oh, that, that's fucking cool. He's tracking. He's, sniffing, <laughs> he's Smelling that twig.
2: Yeah, yeah they're kind of just like looking around at stuff. and
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's a lot on the actor to sell it, you know, because it takes very little like set deck we got one footprint and somebody broke one limb off of a tree and that's that's 1 minute of footage baby all right he finds he finds the snare and that little hole trap he finally comes across that hole in the tree where that knife was thrown fed's show back up lt tells him uh no this wasn't a hatchet this guy used a knife
0: it's a good looking hatchet wound <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah, I think he's
2: like, he left his signature right here, and I was like, oh shit, he put his dick through that tree.
0: He fucked that tree? Damn.
1: Damn. We're obviously looking get for a very thin-dicked killer.
0: Get a DNA Round up the better.
1: usual thin dick suspects.
2: All right, dude, thin but hard. Like, get through <laughs> a fucking tree trunk. I'm a fucking grower, not a shower, dude.
1: Uh, the other thing he does here is he talks about the tracks and he's like, yeah, "These are special shoes, man." And he shows off his cool, like zero drop, no treads that he's got.
2: Those look like they'd be slippery as shit. If you're <laughs> they out they there from the, the fucking
1: mud, they, they got some grip.
0: No way, dude. They're like all that rug. matters
1: is that they got a wide toe box. All right.
0: I'm still laughing at thin dick, usual suspects. I can't fit it in a fucking condom, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs>
1: All right, LT wants to push on. He's got to be forced to take a radio, and he refuses a gun uh, from Abby's partner. They say, how do we get in contact with you? He says, if I'm not back in two days, it means I'm dead. (laughs) I think this is so fucking cool. He has nothing, and he just walks off. I'll be back in two days.
2: It's kind of like a very typical line, but it it is fun the way they mix it into the movie. Mm
1: -hmm. LT's crawling through the woods. And what do you know? We see Hallam watching him from behind a tree. LT senses somebody watching him. He kind of drops down real quick, but Hallam runs away. LT eventually finds his way up to a tree stump, like a little hole in it. He kind of dives in there. It's a little hideout. We got a Bible, a photo of Abraham. I looked this thing up. It's called The Angel Hinders the Offering of Isaac by Rembrandt whoa yeah dude
0: dude we went we know artists yeah man
1: 19 we uh, a rim six, brand on the show 1635 currently at the uh, uh St Petersburg Museum
0: is that in Russia
1: I believe so St Petersburg Iowa
0: what a way to 360 this category mm-hmm. I started in Russia with mute witness check it out
1: all right, inside the Bible, there's also a picture of a very nice lady. And on the back, hey. a name and number, Irene.
0: Fucking Irene.
1: But LT, Which is directed something. by
0: Ridley Scott. That's from Black Hawk Down. Boom! That's their code code word, Irene.
1: Cron, I think Dan is in a 360 time loop. <laughs> he's, a, he's
2: 360 so hard, he's in a tailspin right now.
0: Dude, I'm going full fucking 1080. I'm gonna try it.
1: What is that uh, theoretical shape, Kron? Like the the ribbon? Oh, you know yeah, I know about? what you're talking about. That yeah, it's like stuck yeah, in, bro. It's breast a,
0: cancer awareness. Yep, you got yeah, it.
1: Yep. Well, that's only if it's pink. Oh, if it's yellow, I think that means prostate or something like because
2: Do You think that would be brown? Or is
1: that? I think th- I think if
2: it's if it's yellow it means that your uh humidifier's full of piss.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because if it's yellow and if it's in your if it's on your right breast pocket, that means you like to get pissed on. But <laughs> if it's on your left, it means you like to piss.
0: <sighs> that's a cruising reference. It was also directed by William Freakin. I love you, Dan. I'm surprised Kron hasn't picked that one yet.
1: People that's know a, that. That's a toughie. It's <laughs> a good one. Are you into water sports? I uh, I just like to watch. They like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Take that fucking thing off! I'm just serpico, man.
0: I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in this movie. Hey, it's an odd assignment.
1: Yeah, it's it's like right before. It's that what was that? Eighty? Is that yeah. what cruising is? 80. So it's like one, maybe. Yeah, so it's early, like we had soft spoken Pacino, like you know. I still read books Ah, uh, mm-hmm. oh, great fucking story and Friedkin connection like he just he does not suffer Pacino at all but there's a really <laughs> funny thing about Pacino's hair in there that you gotta get to alright uh, LT is not alone man he comes out of this fucking tree stump and Hallam is just standing there LT remember me kind of reaches out his hand. You taught me. And fucking LT just like slaps his hand away and they start fucking slap fighting. I taught a lot of people, LT says. Why didn't you answer my letters? How come you chopping up all these people? Just fucking back and forth, man. It looks great. I think it's uh, it's based off of Filipino martial art.
2: I don't know. I thought the slap fighting was weird. Would have added stakes if they
0: were like both knife fighting or something.
1: Ah, you got, can't get to the knives yet. The first step is killing with your hands, Kron.
0: It's a Hollywood movie, Kron. Yeah. Come on.
1: Also, I think he's just trying to like grapple him, right? He's just trying to like Talk. subdue him, and it's like a back and forth. Like, get off, get off of me. Like, let's keep talking. I, I think it's this fucking this is cool. how
0: me and Bones act every time we see each other. Yeah. You've seen that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and it always Dad. ends with me sitting on Dan's chest. Saying, take that fucking bandana out of your back pocket, (laughs) you liar.
0: I said, it's in the right side. You don't know the fucking codes.
2: We'll call that one a draw. I wasn't crying.
1: (laughs) Not that kind of water sports, Kron.
0: Kron, give us another Buzz Light.
1: All right, Hallam says, you see those scopes? Those weren't hunters. Those were sweepers. Alan pulls out his oh, knife. That's why they got the little the little front
2: part. Sweeper specific scope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Alan pulls S- out his knife. Sweepers Tommy Lee Jones is a term counters.
0: that they use. Did anybody read that? Like when he says sweepers?
2: I've played the game where you click on the flag and you're trying to
0: avoid the bomb.
1: Minesweeper?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That game belongs to me.
0: I guess they mean that (laughs) Del Toro (laughs) means that they were there to kill him. That's what he means by sweepers. Yeah. Okay.
1: You were asking for confirmation on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's saying.
0: Kron brought up a a fucking computer game from 1996.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That I didn't know how to play until 2010. (laughs) Bones owns it. Mm-hmm. It belongs to you, me. You own Mind it sweeper. or you're good at it. Oh, I'm fucking great at it now.
0: He's got the CD. Mm-hmm. The disc? The diskette?
1: I don't have any CDs, guys. You know my brand is no physical media.
0: Oh, I know some I have a
1: digital media, copy yeah. of Minesweeper that Disney often goes in and, and re-edits. So I never know where the fucking flag is. Bastard right. Walt. LT fucking knocks Alam out with a log. We get this what great back if, and uh, forth.
2: What happens if the first square you click on is a bomb? The game's <laughs> over. It doesn't give you like a... Are you sure about that?
3: It doesn't no, give you like you, a... No, you, you honestly never it's played you, It's your first sleeper? play, so you restart.
2: I just click around, dude. <laughs> fucking click on shit. There's a strategy to it. Yeah, you Not gotta Not to click, me. You gotta click. Oh shit, I got like ten on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I see how many clicks
0: I get before the bomb explodes.
1: Cron, you should just play the egg game instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd seen the one thing the other the other day had like the NES and it was the egg game. I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All
1: right. Uh so they wrestle here. They're fighting back and forth. Hallam gets the upper hand by getting Cruising LT's style. arm in like a fucking sick lock, almost dislocating LT's shoulder. He's kind of able to finally break this. Then they they're jumping for the knife multiple times. Like it's in between them, and they they dive. I think like the third beat of this, the knife is like kind of into like a ditch, and they have to run and dive to kind of get it. But, yeah, a fight
0: uh, with five DRs would just be a Dorito.
1: I fucking love Doritos. <laughs> Stay the fuck out of my way while you chopping up these people. All right. Um, but what's cool about this is, like, as LT's diving for the knife, Hallam just kind of tackles him instead, and LT's kind of knocked out. Hallam stands up a little bit. He's still a little woozy himself, but he gets shot in the back with a trank dart. Fed issued Trank Dart apparently.
0: Fucking FBI, dude. Ruin everything. Shouldn't
1: all law enforcement just have Trank Darts by this point? Like, what?
2: We haven't figured that out. I honestly think they'd have more fun with them. Like,
1: (laughs) I don't know. Maybe like Abu Ghraib sort of ruined that. Like, yeah, because he's sick, fucks. They're not stopping at a human pyramid. They get all these people trained and drugged.
0: They couldn't do one. They would hit you with like six, and you would die anyway.
1: That's a good point, Dan. I got it. No, I will got it. Like Everybody would be so trigger-happy that they would each pump a...
2: You just make each tranq one-tenth of what a human body needs to
1: be incapacitated. Then you got to shoot him ten times. They're already going to do that. I know, but what if it's just agent abby out by herself
0: who's the comedian that said let's just bring back swords like yeah let's do that
1: did you read that Friedkin was the one who shot uh del toro with the dart
0: <laughs> i bet he enjoyed that because from what i read del toro was annoying as fuck to freaking
1: <laughs> yeah i uh, i totally made that part up but it did sound real though right <laughs> That
0: mm-hmm. like, sounds believable. I believed you.
1: The three guys I would believe that would do that Friedkin, Sam Peck and Paw, Donald Trump. Well, not, I, okay, I, I, to be fair, Dan, I did say people. I didn't say directors. So you put a button on that. He's
0: director of the of because he, he won the election. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. He's still president. Yeah. All right. Howling Peck- is being processed. We are in Portland, Oregon. Oregon I was just going to
2: say. Peck and Paul would be, he'd need like two guns because he'd be seen double the whole time.
1: (laughs) Orson Welles would just use it on himself. So, (laughs) we're in downtown Portland. Oh, oh, the French tranquilizer. Mm. All right, downtown Portland. Fed office. Uh, we see LT. I'm,
0: I'm in. Mo- no.
1: Put a black ribbon. It's always on like the Put third a black ribbon. time I'm trying to get into something. Right? You Put stayed on black ribbon. You stayed on, on directors pillow. too long. I'm
3: in <sighs> oh, Fuck.
1: What? BDP man. It's a man, you're on the call. A man Brian lost his life. Brian. Hey, hey you're Brian on the, the call. Ba-
0: Brian the bomber. here
1: yeah. What's up, buddy? You've oh, outlived. Man, yeah, you've
0: outlived know. another one. Holy yeah. Macron, so
1: it's oh a rough week, God. huh?
0: First Pee Wee, then this. Jesus fucking Christ! Five <laughs> D douchebags. What are you?
1: You know what, man? Uh, what are you? What are you doing? Normally, to, I wouldn't take this shit, but it's we're all in mourning right now, and I'm sure you're you're taking so you it particularly are, hard.
0: You are doing something for for freaky.
1: Yes, we are. Coincidentally, this, this movie has been episode. selected. Yes, I'm so, so. glad because I haven't
0: heard shit from Stephen. He's being a fucking asshole. Spielberg,
1: oh. mustache fucked. He's in computer worlds, man. He doesn't have time for like analog what things anymore. And you're an analog to,
0: guy. Fucking trying to do Jaws. I don't. I don't like a lot of talk, but I'm going to talk tonight about about Freaky. You know, we were we were, you know shot into this the galaxy as these great directors that are gonna take the the cinematic universe into the future.
1: I'm just so sad. The crow makeup that you have? It. Is that fresh or have you been wearing that all week? Like
0: I'm thinking about uh I'm thinking about redoing a, a like a fourth one. Or should I just rehash it? The Crow? That's a serious question.
1: Yeah. Oh, so you're thinking about, so aside I'm from being about in like, mourning, you uh, want to make a Crow movie.
0: A Crow, like Raising Cane kind of crossover-ish type of thing, you know?
2: You should spell it uh, The C-4-O-W.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I had. And he uses explosives.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Fire it <laughs> That's up. That's fucking fire good. Fire it
0: up fire it up yeah Like you guys get it copyright copyright (laughs) no I already got it written I'll cut
1: this out fucking dumbass we can't cut BDP BDP though um yeah so why don't you take this time to to why don't you talk about your your buddy Bill Friedkin was he Billy to you William Will what did he Freaky Freaky
0: Freaky okay yeah you know he was a great guy He, he loved movies he loved physical media uh Oh, my God, I could always call him when I was in a writing jam, which I have been for the last ten years. But uh, fuck you, Cron. We're not going to talk about that. Um,
1: Guess he yeah, couldn't nope. get you out of this last one, huh?
0: Yeah, go fuck yourself. How about that?
1: That's a bummer. I mean, yeah, he was he was famous for basically telling writers to their face like this script sucks. All right? uh, he yeah. would. Page one rewrite. Sorry, would the pro makeup. I just, I, it's, <laughs> everything's white right now. Sorry. I,
0: I think I read The Exorcist like seven times, and you would be like, I'm going to tell this guy to go fuck himself tomorrow. So Yeah. And well, that I was guess, the author of the fucking book, so I'm way to go freak. He didn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Hey, you only a do book. give a fuck.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. holy crap. kind of sucks. Well, yeah, it did. What hey. were you going to ask, Ron?
2: I don't know. Book's sexy as hell though, dude. <laughs> Thank let you. Bo- I don't think books I look take you down for a page.
0: I mean the the content of it. I'll take that as a compliment, you mustache shit.
1: God, damn.
0: What are you guys doing tonight?
1: Recording a podcast. Of what? Talking You're about recording a-,
0: a fucking movie? What are you recording? A fucking Monster Dog 4 or something? I don't know. You guys are always doing some stupid shit.
1: Uh Shit. I gotta, It's a movie gotta, called Shit. Do, is there a No, there a do movie we gotta make shit? Monster Dog do two, two and Three?
0: Do I, to, do I need to check that with Ashley? Are we working
2: too hard? What if we just recorded the movie?
0: Yeah. That's at least the point, audio. Bro. He's just a five D. Reynolds uh <laughs> business meeting right now. You got Brian fucking the Palma on here crying real tears because freaky passed and you're talking about fucking. This is just silly.
1: This isn't content. I mean, I, like, what is like, what is this? Am
0: I not interesting enough anymore? I've given I, you
1: the floor multiple times. Why don't you talk about your friend? And I you mean, come in here and you talk about trying to remake a fucking crow. Like, do I remake the crow or do I make another I'm sorry, crow? I'm giving you fucking don't, Hollywood
0: insiders. You don't even want it. I'm fucking stop the I, presses! Shit, gee, hold you're
1: not relevant me. anymore, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're all dying off. It when sucks. I'm, but it's done. It's over. Okay? It's the Jesus. Russo brothers.
0: And Safty, it's the Barbie lady.
1: brothers? That's it. Okay. Bobby's good. Get a brother. Did you dude? guys see
0: Bobby, it's good. Bobby's good.
1: Making me fucking yell. I was enjoying this movie too, man. I loved Freaky, okay?
0: We started in TV together. Sisters. He was there with me the whole time. The Exorcist, the, I was there with for him. The movie, I loved that guy. And Freaky movie sisters? <laughs> Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Friedkin moved on from television and started making cinema and you just filmed TVs in all your movies. It's interesting. It's interesting how the paths one was just ascendant and yours was a uh, fucking hurdled with I, I don't I'm sorry man I, I I'll stop. I'll I can't look at that face. And still be mad. And I know I'm hurting, too. Guy was 87 years old. I don't know how fuck old you are. You know what's but- not
0: hurting? My fucking bank account. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> stupid. What did you do with your life? <laughs> I don't need this. Ashley, get me off here. Uh, is there anybody on the phone? It's not freaky. I know that. Anyway, 5 D, you guys are fucking great, as usual. Uh, what are you covering tonight? You
1: didn't tell me. I, I never got the opportunity to finish my goddamn sentences. It's the hunted,
0: two thousand three. <laughs> oh, perfect well, timing, freaky. Good movie, I love it. Scary cat and mouse. You guys should think about that as a category or something. Cat what would and you mouse. give it? Right there, four, four out of five. For me, I give it a four. Okay, okay.
1: Wow, that's high praise I, for you.
0: Yeah, DDP gives it a four.
1: Thanks Just for coming by, dude. DDP. Yeah, Dinondale I said BBP, BPP, several,
0: I don't know. It doesn't matter, guys. We're all crying tears of joy and sadness right now. Uh, I give it up for Freaky. William, freaking, I love you so much. Uh, you'll always be in my heart. All right, guys, I got to go. Uh, Sharon
1: Stone's on the phone. I got to go. Another lawsuit, I bet. <laughs> hey, let's, what, uh... I,
0: what I miss?
2: What's off pod outline
1: C four Crow? Sounds promising. Is there like a Crow remake coming out or something? Shit. Safaro. Sephoria. Maybe it takes place in a mall. Do something with that.
0: Sure. So this is a new Crow movie?
1: Uh yeah. So what you missed, when you took a piss, uh, Brian De Palma came in. He can't decide whether to remake Crow or to make Crow four. And Cron said you should spell it C-4-O-W. And I said, yeah, he could use explosives.
0: Well, I think he's wrong. Obviously, nobody
1: will ever hear this. It's all going to be cut out. There's it should have been people. the Crow
0: 5, I believe. I think there's already four.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: Okay, well, well our, ours is just going to be a sequel to the first three. We could do
1: uh, how many fucking Halloweens true. reset, right? Like That's true. It right? like, doesn't sorry. matter. We can erase it. Yeah.
0: Only number three exists in this universe, not the rest of the mm-hmm.
1: 28. Yep, it's just a throwaway line from a hot teen. Right? <laughs>
0: with huge <laughs>
1: uh, books. She's a books. she's a nerd. She's a nerd. <laughs> Alright, let's get to this, dudes. Hallam is being processed at the federal building in Portland. Uh, LT, he meets with the head of this department of this local FBI branch, Van Zandt. This was the guy that Um, thought based on all of the shit that was going on that maybe LT knew this guy. Sounded like one of his because he even asked him, is he one of yours? Sure enough, LT's like, yep, I trained him. Now, in the interrogation, uh, Abby starts asking Hallam some questions. Basically says, like, you don't have to talk to us if you don't want to. And Hallam just starts going on about the plight of the chicken. He says, six billion die each year and if you haven't caught on by this point, guys, Del Toro is just doing his best Seagal for the rest of this fucking movie, uh, particularly talking about these chickens. Abby asks if Hallam would rather talk to somebody else, because if he's just bullshitting and he's not going to talk to them, like, would you rather talk to LT? Hallam kind of even points through the, the glass, like, he knows who I am, blah, blah, blah.
0: I really wish and- I knew, like, more chickens. I would I would run with that, but...
1: Like you would, you would have brought him on the show?
0: No, I just would have hit some jokes. I guess I could do a chicken run joke. Oh, like you, you
1: wish you were and... more familiar with, you had more chicken reference.
0: Yeah, in my life. It's always
2: good to write your jokes during the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Can anybody else name a type of a chicken? Mm hmm. Besides just a chicken,
1: you get your rooster, rooster, you got your hen, you get your chicken. The rooster makes it with the hen. Who's making it with the chicken?
0: Sounds like the rooster's a goddamn fucking pimp, baby.
1: How many chicken McNuggets do you think you're getting out of six billion chickens?
0: Six billion. I think one chicken nugget is a whole chicken.
1: No
2: way.
0: That's what it should be.
2: Compressed.
0: (laughs) That's what it should be.
1: So they throw them in one of those, like, Pastries. grinder things that they make
2: <laughs> they defeather them and then it no, you know feathers those, uh, at all. like you one know those, little chick you know those like youtube videos where it's just a a fucking hydraulic press lowering down mm-hmm. that's what they do
1: I, they don't need it has to be live too. they legit have and it's it's making me sick to my stomach talking about it but they have those grinders
0: yeah, it's like paste.
1: where they, they basically look and they're like, oh, that's a male chick. And they just throw them into these like fucking pulverizers. Yeah, yeah that's so. You uh, could do that
0: to me. I'm. Is all right. that
1: what some of the six billions coming out of? Or are we talking Tyson overly like overloaded with fucking hormones and steroids? So they are 10 times the size that they should be. And they're so mm-hmm. fat that they can't walk around. And they have to be loaded up with antibiotics because of all the inflammation and disease and shit from 400,000 chickens being in the same pen. Is that the six billion that he's referring to that are killed?
2: Well, I think that would be a majority of them,
0: just in sheer numbers. I think we're supposed to feel like he's comparing humans to chickens and we should be like concerned.
1: Uh, he, well, I think he is a he is conflicted. Yeah, based on what he's seen, and he's
2: I believe that this guy's character is like hardcore vegan, like living out in the woods, like just living off the land and shit,
1: mm-hmm. killing hunters. Oh. Yeah, he was traumatized by Bambi as a kid. Then he went to Kosovo. Mm-hmm. No way, man. Didn't stand a chance. You got to weed those people out. Did you watch Bambi as a kid? First fucking question on that exam.
0: Do you think Bambi's mom deserved to die?
1: Well, that's the Marines. That's the first question they (laughs) ask there. All right. Howlum starts naming off. He's like, I want to ask LT about and he starts naming off these random operations like Operation Black Eagle, Operation Mongoose, Operation Cobra. LT busts in and he's like, shut the fuck up. You want to get yourself killed? Like you're, you were talking about stuff that never happened.
0: He's like, listen here, you stupid fuck. Yeah. You know what happened with Ricky Ticky Laffy-Taffy operation.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't you dare bring up Mongoose on five-day rentals. Or Cobra. Poor Cron.
2: My poor Kron.
1: Because you're you were the that guy who bed, had the you the, that one who had the mongoose that died. Yeah, but he's like,
2: fucking behind glass and shit. I mean, oh, okay, so <laughs> so you he's
1: moved still, on. That's cool.
2: He's still with me. We're he gonna be lives in my heart. We're gonna be put in the same coffin. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Not that sad.
1: All right, Lt tells Abby that. Uh, his name's uh, Sergeant Aaron Hallam, Sergeant First Class. Van Zandt, in his office, is then approached by some dudes. Now, one of these men was formerly in Hallam's squad, if you remember. And it was eaten at me. I was like, where is this fucking guy from? And he is one of the goons from the Big Lebowski.
0: Like the nihilists?
1: No. The, uh, the one that works for... Uh Jackie Treehorn? Jackie Treehorn. Yeah. He's the Where's the Money Lebowski.
0: Where's the fucking money? Yeah.
1: Woo. <laughs> Does this guy look rich to you?
0: This guy looks like a
1: fucking yeah. loser. So this is this was like a cool touch that he was his former uh commander in Kosovo. He is now there. He is under the order of the attorney general to take Hallam into custody. Van Zant kind of fights this and says, this dude fucking slaughtered people on federal forests. Like, you've got no jurisdiction here. Dude pulls out a secret memo. Check this shit out. Van Zant's like, nothing we can do. And uh, this guy's name is like Doug or Hewitt, I think. And then Hewitt basically says uh, that Hallam has done stuff for the American government that nobody will ever know about. He can never be prosecuted. He can His picture can never be put out. Like, he simply just does not exist. It's
2: kind of a bummer to that this scene just builds up to like a memo.
1: But that's the government, though, right? Like, that's, yeah, that's. It's, it's like of, they're
2: they're kind of doing like a head to head though, and it's like Mm-mm, I
0: have a note. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. Like, oh damn it! <laughs> he is mighty defeated. Mm-hmm. So fuck.
1: So Lt and and Abby, they're having a quick convo. He's asking her if she's ever used her gun. Um, she's like, yeah, I have. Would you ask the same thing of a man? And he's like, yeah. I believe <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Like, that just seemed like a genuine, like, yeah, I'd do that. I would ask anyone mm-hmm. in
1: your line of work. His posture and his demeanor when they're walking down that hallway is, like, everybody knows an old, interesting man like this that just, like, is curious, and, like, has no filter, whatever. So they get to her desk and they start having a convo. She's like, I read your file. You actually weren't ever in the military. And he says, no, his father was a soldier. His brother was killed in Vietnam. Basically his dad put a kibosh, like I'm not losing another son. You're not going into the service. But before the war, his dad was a um, tracker survivalist. He taught LT everything. And for years, LT has just been a contractor for the military. Right. So he trains people in um, survival, tracking, and just fucking hardcore cold blooded murder. But he himself has never killed anybody. He's only taught people how.
2: It's like the coolest training. It's like fucking like shadow man training <laughs> and shit. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> so, Hallam gets taken away. He's thrown into a prisoner transport. We're cruising down the road. Hewitt, um, He calls Hallam out for going psycho on a last assignment. He starts hinting, like, uh, I think he pulls out a a newspaper and it says, like, diplomat and family slain. And he's like, you fucking idiot. You killed fucking everybody. (laughs) Like, what the hell? And Hallam's like, they weren't his family. They were like fucking soldiers. They all had guns and shit. And they're like, that's it, man. You fucking lost it. And I think Hewitt says, like, you can't even tell the sharks from the guppies anymore. And he pulls out a fucking cyanide flonase from his pocket. And Hallam's like, is that how you guys do it now? And they're like, yeah, supposed to be painless. And as Hewitt is handing it to the guy sitting next to Hallam, Hallam throws his fucking cuffed hands over the guy, starts choking him. Hewitt pulls his gun, goes to fire. But Hallam, as we know, is quick as shit, moves out of the way. Hewitt accidentally shoots the driver of the transport van. And this might be my favorite shot of the movie is this this one shot camera set up, like kind of dug down next to the street. And the transport truck comes into the frame, flips over, slides out of uh, of frame, and we just hear like the crash. I thought that was such a cool way to show that.
2: How does the cyanide capsule in the tooth work? You You got to break your tooth. That's a fake tooth. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: What movie is that?
1: What happens if you bite down too hard? Um, I, uh, I'm hesitant to say that there is cyanide involved in the uh, License to Kill. There's a recent And I movie. don't want to go on about how it's not gas. It's like, sci- like, you know, there's gas in the cocaine. Or there's cocaine in the gas, rather. <laughs> There's cyanide in the teeth. Sounds like a fuck. Fl- doesn't sound like metal lyrics, right? Dune. Cocaine in the gas. Cyanide in the teeth. dun dun, dun, dun. That
0: <laughs> isn't Dune.
1: Oh, yeah. Good pull, dude.
2: All right. Oh, it's such a weird environment, but they have cyanide.
1: It's probably some other space drug, dude. It's It's probably like anti-spice. Herbert. Yeah.
0: It's the new spice.
1: Yeah. All right. So this thing's rolled over. We get a uh, quick little conversation with LT and Abby. He's heading back to British Columbia. He invites her up. Open invitation. Hey, why don't you come up to the property? You don't have to wear two guns all the time. Your whole posture, your demeanor will change.
0: You ain't got to wear nothing at all.
1: I guess he's Mm -hmm. slightly flirting with her. Here I don't know Hell yeah like So horses. We cut back to the rollover Howlum starts fighting With a woozy Hewitt Hewitt reaches for his gun And Howlum just breaks His fucking arm
0: You need to come next week Cause you're gonna be On your cycle in two
1: Well he's part wolf
0: He can sense some moon Keep going dude it's going to be a crescent. <laughs> and you know, blood, little blood never hurt nobody.
1: <laughs> oh, women fucking love hearing that, dude. <laughs> they know you're serious.
2: I always I say, it w- I always say it when I'm already bleeding,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like I got to
0: fucking cut my arm and shit. Well, yeah, I do that. I'm like, look. So
1: am I. We love all women here. Sure. Sure you do. I'm fucking
0: gushing out of my femoral artery. I can't love all women. I love one woman. You could love I all women respect all women.
1: Do you believe all women? <laughs> yes. Slow to answer there, Dan.
0: I thought my buddies were gonna join in.
1: I asked the question. I I have... Am I answering my own fucking question? I don't think I'm getting in trouble. I don't think I respect all
2: women. I met some scumbag <laughs> yeah, women.
1: Fuck yeah, Cron. I can
2: name get a it, Cron. If anything... I can name, I can name a couple I don't respect.
0: <laughs> Let's start with my mom.
1: <laughs> no, you watch your fucking mouth, Dan. Love my mom. I don't want to put that out there. Hi, Cron's mom. She's uh, everybody
0: out there, call your wives, tell them you love them, and call your mom and tell you love them.
1: All right. So, Hallam breaks Hewitt's arm in this fight. He uh, picks up the cyanide spray, gives him a taste of his own medicine. Hewitt's out. So, outside the accident scene, we get this is the painless painless. Uh, yeah, it was a good line. Uh, we get the worst bystanders of an accident of all time. There's 30 people on scene. Half the women are freaking out. I think some of the ADR. Somebody's hey. like, "Do,
0: do ADR something!"
1: And a woman's like, "I can't." Like, <laughs> yeah. it's.
0: I'm on the phone.
1: I can't. <laughs> is somebody calling nine one one? Jesus. Nobody has approached the van or anything. They're yeah, conservatively 30 people standing around. Uh, Hallam crawls out of the back of the thing, but he's wearing one of the other agents close. He starts screaming at the people like, my buddies are in there, help them. Fucking help them. <laughs> and he gets enough of like a diversion where he's able to sort of slip away. And we're at an airport. LT, sitting in an airport bar. He helps the little girl cheat at hide and seek. And then he sees the TV news coverage about the accident. And he takes off. We start getting some flashbacks here. While LT's riding in the back of a cab. We're at LT's seminar. his training. We see him training Hallam. How to be a brutal killing machine. Arm, neck, lung, lung. Arm, neck, lung, lung. Screaming over and over. Just drills, drills, drills. Real focus on Hallam, right? He's at the front of all the students. Just fucking serious Seagal eye. He's into it. One, two, three, four, five, six. If you don't think that Danny Duck and I didn't do one, two, three, four, five, six for about six months after watching this movie, we would walk up to each other in our apartment and just, one, two, three, four, five, six, power assist. Make this a power assist. You want to get his backbone. We start hearing narration from Hallam's letters. I'm losing it. I need to talk to you. Are you getting my letters? You've been like a father to me. Please write. We see LT helping Hallam forge a custom knife. Metal. Bang, bang, bang. we got the schematics that they've drawn out. Looks like a cool fucking treasure map. A little charcoal drawing. Mm-hmm. Show them how to make knives from chipped stone. Everybody's sitting around crisscross applesauce. Craft day at the fucking murder con. <laughs> Hallam's just progressing further and further. He's like a fucking total badass now. He's like in all black, and his face is all painted up. He's got his new ass like knife.
0: No, nobody else is getting a chance.
1: Well, he's like the best man. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck everybody the s- else.
0: The sequel. There should be, there should be a sequel, but it's going on at the same time as this is going on, and mm-hmm. it's another guy from the class hunting both of them down.
2: Uh, the hunted C4. Copyright. Copyright.
1: Computer do you do, like enhance. Do you do Paranormal Activity 2 style, Dan? Yeah. Where it's hunted to, and at the end of the movie, he's like, where are you going? And he goes to Oregon, and he's like standing at the top of a dam, and he sees... Whoa. Blow your fucking mind. It's a fucking... Uh, they de-age Tommy Lee Jones... His ears are only 30% of his face.
0: Leave the man's ears alone. He's I have, a national I have, treasure.
1: I have, I have big ears, so it's fine. Okay? I'm allowed to. Big ear privilege. Once you are able to kill mentally, the physical part will be easy. The difficult part is learning how to turn it off at the scene Uh, we got a news reporter setting a record for being the closest to an accident scene possible Uh, just got a
0: cab rolling up and dropping a dude off
1: yeah (laughs) the 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 crime scene tape is about six inches from the hood of the van and the back of the van the square it is the smallest tape out I've ever seen you think
2: there's a cut scene where the guy's just like, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching
1: it. I thought you were going to say, uh, sorry, chief. We had a few murders last week. I didn't refill my tape. I only got about four yards here.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, Which shit. Is, tighten it up.
0: It's weird because I praise that, like, oh, there's too much shit going on at this crime scene, and then he does this later on. Like, yeah. what the fuck? You got it right. And then he had it wrong.
1: I I'm thinking that this was probably we need to tighten this up for the sake of logistics and speed.
0: We don't want to pay right? for the tunnel, so let's.
1: That's <laughs> an excellent call, Dan. You've already blocked this tunnel for this wreck, right? So they they wrecked the van, they flipped it, and then they had just immediately shot this. So when they flipped <laughs> the van, Tommy Lee Jones was off frame in a cab just ready to pull up. <laughs> um, so like you said, Cab pulls up, LT gets out, and he's told, Hallam is on the loose. And guys, our P is about to break loose. It's a piss break. All right, we're back. We're at a very nice lady's house. She pulls up, pulls into her garage, where she is immediately startled by Hallam. (laughs) I'm not listening to you anymore, Aaron. Everything you said to me is a lie. This is Irene from that photo. You think Hallam is like
2: fucking Alex Jones, like off the rails conspiracy theory kind (laughs) of?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but this is before... This is before all that, though.
1: Yeah, I I think... Well, not necessarily because she calls him out and says, like, a lot... What she basically says, everything you said to me is a lie. So he's probably... Maybe he's leaned into, they're out to kill me. There's all this government shit, blah, blah, blah. It
0: really makes you think, like, women do think, like, I can fix him. No, you can't fix us. We are fucking idiots.
1: What about, what about if he lied about what he did, like, for cover? Like, he said, oh, I'm just a businessman, or I just do, like...
0: Well, he couldn't tell bef- her. We know that.
1: Yeah. So maybe that's what she meant. He was wow. like, oh, I worked at a bank, blah, blah, blah. And then when he disappeared, she was like, he doesn't work at that bank.
0: I gotta I cuz If you guys were in this situation, would you would you tell your wife like what was going on like like hey like don't tell anybody but I fucking kill people for the government like that's what I do babe I don't I think you have to
1: no no you don't it's
0: either it's either be a single man or it's you gotta tell your wife on the DL
1: like I fucking kill people you don't keep secrets (laughs) Oh dude, I got so many yeah, secrets. Ninety percent of my life is hidden from my wife.
0: I mean, there's shit that I want to say that I don't say because I know not to say it.
1: Yeah, and one of those should be I kill people for a living.
0: And it's great <laughs> jokes, like that's a fucking funny ass joke. But you're not gonna res- like you're not gonna laugh at that fucking bones and are. So I got to wait till Thursday night. <laughs>
1: Well, see, I always say the bad jokes because I know she'll say that's bad or I don't get it. And I'm always looking for an excuse to explode because I am a rageaholic. So (laughs) those I definitely let out.
0: I mean, I think I made... I won't say that. This will be the episode she listens to. No, she won't.
1: Is your if she wife, does, she's subscribed to this podcast.
0: She won't make it this far if she does. Yeah. She'll go right to one hour and 48 minutes and 47 seconds and
1: be like. She'll stop at the hustler stuff because she'll go, well, this explains why there's fucking hustler in the bathroom. <laughs> and then she's driving to where you work.
0: In the guest bathroom? Oh. Dude, my house, my bathroom would be so much cooler if it had hustlers on it.
1: The guest bathroom. She's not mad about the content. She's mad about you turning on the guests. <laughs> I don't want all I don't want our neighbors beaten off in our bathroom, Dan.
0: Listen, did you take the magazines out of the guest bathroom?
1: <laughs> yes, dear.
0: And you clean the toilet.
1: Oh oh don't yes. you love the oh somebody's coming over and you have to run through like Oh, what are the things from this particular person we need to hide?
0: My office. I'm always... Like, people stay down here. There's only been two couples that have ever stayed down here. But uh, I'm always like... There's, like, stupid-ass shit everywhere in here. <laughs> <laughs> I hide my five-day rentals notes. That's about all that I, like, take away. So, I'm like, yeah, I don't need them reading. Like, Hustler Mag... 1080 for LD.
1: <laughs> well, you do have all those American Psycho style doodles. Mm-hmm. On I mean, on I do cover. doodle
0: dicks sometimes when. Do you guys bore me?
1: When you look at me, you just get inspired. They're small. What color bandanas do you have wrapped around the the neck of those chodes? <clears throat> Yellow. Aww. Oh piss stuff huh? all dicks are in the piss stuff
0: who sent us the didn't somebody send us that like i think it was in one of was it in our messaging it was i think in I one sent, of our group i sent messages. you like yeah. the
1: bandana code oh it was
0: cron cuz i think i told him i was going to see cruising at the alamo mm-hmm. so. yeah
1: that's i've seen that like a dozen times and it's always interesting to see Who's is also seen it because everybody immediately looks for a very particular color and they're like, that's my color. Like everybody wants to look for like the huge dick. oh red dude. Marker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely a purple guy. I called it. Hey, they don't call me Donatello for nothing. All right. So, Irene and Aaron. It's because of the giant stick. They, yeah.
0: Guys. Should have covered that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I hear it's pretty good.
1: Dan, I'd like you to produce more hours in the week. (laughs) Pull that out of your ass. what? Just in general.
0: If I can do it, y'all can do it. That's how that goes. I
2: can't even see the movies I wanted to see this summer, so. (laughs) Sounds like a personal problem. I ain't making time for children's movies. Yeah, I said it.
1: Yeah, you've got plenty of the, plenty of that coming it's, it's up. Teenager movies. Those aren't for teens. No, Looking It's cool. called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, dude. No, it's for children or old losers. Okay? Thank you.
0: So why are we covering it on this fucking podcast?
1: We did the real turtles, dude. No, my God. Turtles all, aren't
0: real, just like birds. All the cool
2: teen movies start with National Lampoons Presents...
1: All the real cool teen movies have fucking skeletons in them. Mm -hmm. All right, so Aaron and Irene, they have a history. Obviously, things went sour. Hallam disappeared for a while. He's now back, and as we know, fucking crazy. Irene's like, I don't want you around anymore. Take off. But right as Irene goes inside, a little girl gets off the bus, and this is Irene's daughter, Loretta. And she shows up, and she's so fucking excited to see Aaron. Oh, my God. How can I resist? Some rough, rough dialogue here. This is chopped to shit, I think. Is it his kid?
0: No. I don't think so. No. Couldn't figure it out. But fun fact, she did work with, uh, this is, she'll work with Tommy Lee Jones in The Missing as well. She's a little girl in that. That's an okay movie. Yeah, it's not bad.
1: Yeah. What was the one uh, that he did with? Because the missing is Kate Blanchett.
0: I believe so. The and then
1: there's the one that he Indian. did with
0: um, Home.
1: Who's who's dropping burps? Me.
0: Home God. of the Brave or some shit. <laughs> it's got a horse on it.
1: Uh. Is Home of the Brave, where he's like, uh that what like does Baby son. Girl? No, it's like no. the Homesteader, or the Homesman. Oh shit, I'm
0: thinking of something. Three Ten, no,
1: the Three Burials of of Maria, something Estrada. That one he directed. That one, that one's pretty good.
0: Never seen it.
1: It's got Barry Pepper and January Jones from oh. uh, Mad Men. All right, so later that night, we see Aaron. He's catching up with Loretta. He takes her out to the front yard, and they're tracking some squirrels and raccoons. <laughs> he starts talking about the nine-inch track nice. pattern, tells, tells her to get the light real low. She's like, yeah, I see it, I see it, but how come I never see the squirrels?
0: You know, the downward spiral is really, everybody says is his greatest album, but I think it's the fragile. She really listen. It is The Fragile. It's The Fragile. Yeah.
1: You heard it here. Although, he did do the music for that Teenage Cool Kid movie.
0: <laughs> Told you we
1: should it's a, it's it. a pretty dope score, too. All right. It's um, yeah. Del Toro t- uh, says, again, full Seagull, men don't respect animals anymore. Loretta gets startled by Kitty. She Haven't starts- you seen Instagram? She starts calling to him. and He's like, no, you don't want to bother him now. Why? He's hunting too. <laughs> like he's doing a lot of, that, ch- that chin's coming up above the nose a lot here.
0: <laughs> he's hunting too.
1: Irene is totally 180. She's excited that Loretta is happy to see Aaron. And uh, I think Aaron's doing some dishes when she comes in. And he, she wants Aaron, to go
0: to Poundtown. Yeah,
1: she's ready. She's, she's softened up. And Aaron tells her to sit down. I need to talk to you. And he hands her a fat stack of cash. She's like, what the fuck is this? And he says, you and Loretta, you have to leave. He's being a bit vague. And then he just bluntly says, they will come here and they will burn this house down. And that's it. We cut to the next morning. We see Irene. She's super rattled. As she loads Loretta on the bus, says she'll pick her up from school this afternoon. As she's walking back into the house, Irene is approached by Abby and LT, who want to talk inside. Abby quickly gets to the point. She starts asking about Aaron. Irene lies. like Naming them Aaron and Irene, oof, that's tricky. Aaron and Irene. No on Fifteen. All right, Irene lies, and she says that she hasn't seen him in a few months. LT notices some tracks in the mudroom. Like Dan said, can't turn it off. He starts looking around the house despite Irene's complaints. LT's upstairs. He's in the bathroom. He sees some shaving cream and some uh, tiny little hairs on the sink. This is Friedkin's call back to Jade, apparently.
0: <laughs> so those were
1: pubes? Yeah, those were pubes. Those, those weren't p- pubes. Oh, yeah, those, shit. Are, those are definitely pubes. poobs. He just doesn't didn't have
2: enough time
1: to sweep them into the little silver box. Yeah, you're supposed to do it over the toilet like a pro, not at the sink.
2: It doesn't seem. No, you do them in the backyard,
0: Then <laughs> you don't have any cleanup. I'm hunting too. <laughs> Move through swiftly through the night. Uh, it doesn't seem like. Notice he the would...
1: nine-inch track pattern. <laughs>
0: doesn't seem like he'd be the guy that would shave. He seems like he would be well aware enough to be like, that's a clue for somebody to track me. So it seems like a rookie mistake here. Which is fucking stupid because you're going to get to where we're going to get to. Well,
1: he's all soldier, dude. That's just. Got to be clean shaven. You, you, get, you get better coverage still... with your face paint.
0: Mm -hmm. Does he still respect the military now or no? No. He respects animals. We know that.
1: No. He's not not keen on the government.
2: What were you going to say? It's just ingrained in him, like Bones was saying. It's just like habitual.
1: Mm. And he knows that they're coming. He's He's preparing himself.
2: I'm sure he's got some excuse, too, of like, Yeah, I could be tracked, but I'm also more aerodynamic now, so Mm -hmm. I can swim easier without this beard.
0: Fall through these treacherous rocks and survive.
1: LT opens a few doors upstairs. Doesn't take long. He sees Hallam just chilling on a chair. You cross this line. You better be ready to kill me. (laughs) Abby holds Aaron at gunpoint just as he dives out the window. LT jumps out after him. The dive uh, looked weird. It's like he,
2: he like, sideway dives. It, it's like a weird fucking body position.
1: Well, that's he, so he he could immediately go into the roll off the roof, I think.
2: Yeah, but it, I mean, even just like the way they, the way he actually jumps out of that window, it looks difficult to do.
1: Yes. Um, uh, LT goes out after him. He jumps off off the roof, which fucking startled me when I rewatched it. I was like, oh, shit, poor Tommy Lee Jones's knees. Um, but he's a pro. Cool tactical role. He uh, lands in the driveway, and then he's almost hit by Hallam in Irene's car right as he smashes through the garage doors. And guys, the car chase is on. Oh, but this is uh, only after Hallam drives away and gives him the finger, which was, seems like a weird insert.
0: And a Corsica.
1: Yeah, but it's on the Corsica. Man, we don't <laughs> fucking name cars like we used to, man. Corsica, Sebring, Sunbird, Sunfire.
0: We used to really get in we used, the car. used to, to mean The cars. So.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. That was season one. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. All right, we're in gridlock. Yeah, we don't like cars anymore. So stop writing in.
0: Stop tweeting me, please. We don't stop. like them anymore. Stop Xing me.
1: You know what I was reminded of today? Somebody brought up Nash Bridges, and I was reminded of that badass yellow Cuda that he had. I don't know. I just thought it was fun. <laughs> Cause I am a car guy. Can't help it. Keep writing in to me, folks. At Bones of 5DR on Instagram. Show me those cars. Lug nuts no. and all. No. <laughs> you know you we, want. Now you all can right.
2: only show Bones. Uh, I mean, I did get a video this week. <laughs> running shoes.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Wide toe box, people. Zero drop. Doesn't mean he can't have arch support. All right, we're in gridlock. This is a interesting take on a car chase here. So uh, almost immediately of getting out of Irene's neighborhood, he seems to be in downtown Portland, and there are multiple police units behind him. Uh, he gets stuck behind a few cars, but Halem just blasts his way through. Abby and LT back at Irene's house, they go through Aaron's locker. They see that, um, like, they see his silver star. That's a silver star. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Look purple to me. All right. Um, so while they're going through that, oh, so they see, like, a letter addressed to LT. There's that cool drawing of the knife that he made for him all those years ago. And while they're looking through that, Van Zant, head of the FBI, he calls in on the radio that there was a report of a positive ID of Aaron at a construction site. So the feds and LT, they show up. The feds meet with the foreman real quick. LT runs to the car, and it's just some great acting by Tommy Lee Jones. Like, he's immediately in, like, tracking mode. He's doing, like, this little shuffle, like, trying to catch the bearings of, like, all right, where'd he go, where'd he go, where'd he go? And... Immediately, beelines like where he knows he's at. So he goes down. I'm not sure what the construction site is, but whatever it is, it's taking us underground. So there's the, too
0: al- much panic in this town.
1: So the uh, the alarms at the site they're blaring. I added to the list, run. Lt heads down some stairs into this. I haven't this. updated that
2: since season one, dude. <laughs>
1: All right, LTC's Hallam hiding underneath some stairs. Hallam quickly dashes. Was he even there at all? Was it just a flash? Who knows? LTC's kind of starting to freak out between the alarms. Everybody running around with guns. He kind of pauses at the bottom of these stairs for a second. Some feds come in. Van Zant and Abby's partner, they're going down this hallway, and they come across someone standing behind a pillar. They can see the hand, but the person's not moving. They start yelling at him. Show me your fucking hands. Move away. Move away. Come here. They keep approaching, and they realize that it's somebody that Aaron has already killed. They freak out for a second. This gives Hallam the opportunity to come up and stab Van Zant. Now, murder is not cool, but this move that he pulls on this guy is fucking cool. He like comes in, like kind of uppercuts his gun, like his hands up, and then. Howlum brings his arms over his neck and like stabs him in the back of the neck. It was a slick move, man. Um, Using so kind of like hugging him and stabbing him.
2: Don't you think at some point you just make a second knife?
1: It, it just takes away your confidence.
2: I guess, right? But it's you, like. Then, then you got a throwing one. You got a. You know, I'd, I'd have like five or six. I mean, why not?
1: I mean, I have a knife make... on every flat part of my body.
2: Yeah. If you can just make them willy-nilly, I mean. Uh-huh.
0: I you got doing... a knife on you right now? Yeah. Let me see it.
1: Riveting podcasting. He's digging through his pockets here. Yeah. There's. Oh. Yeah. Sure enough, that's we got a Swiss Army knife. Classic Swiss.
0: Hey. Classic man.
1: Stick with mine's, what works, huh?
0: Mine's mm-hmm. on my jeans. I don't have
1: it on me. You don't have your jeans on you. No, I have. Quit doing the show pantsless, bro.
0: I about came down here to topless because we did a two much. I
1: can't ball. judge. I just have my purple bandana tied around my waist.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Look at that thing.
2: All right, I looked it up, and that means you like to lay under a glass table <laughs> while someone <laughs> shits
1: on top of it.
0: I was having a If I now. wear my purple at home.
1: <laughs> It doesn't matter. All right. You, you want me to do what? <laughs> so Hallam kills Bobby. Bobby is the other fed, Abby's partner. Purple? I thought you were a cool guy. <laughs> throwing a knife in his neck. Uh, he doesn't last too long. Abby tries to help him, but he, he quickly bleeds out. It was orange last week. Aaron runs away. He runs up the stairs that LT came down. LT takes off after Aaron. The chase leads out of the construction site. We go through a manhole. Um Aaron is wearing like construction gear. Yeah, we did. What?
2: Dan thought manhole was funny. <laughs> oh,
1: yes, it is. It is. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to cruise, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should be. Crunt, please make your next movie cruising tonight. Mm-mm. I've already, I decided at our break.
2: (laughs) Damn it. I can report it's not cruising.
1: LT is almost hit by a truck when he hops out of the sewer. Then we're up on the street. Quick foot chase here. Aaron's able to kind of double back and get behind LT. He uses like a delivery truck that's parked. It's pretty tense. Gets behind him. And then he heads off for a riverfront park. LT senses that he's lost him. Turns around. Gets his bearings. Starts taking off. Did you guys notice the uh, Portland skate park featured in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Yes, that, was, that is. That was my fucking favorite map, dude. I thought uh, at
2: it's first. Age. At first, LT was like tracking him, and he's like, "Well, that's exactly where I'd go to pop a sick kickflip."
0: Mm-hmm. Are we? Jared on? was a
1: race car driver.
0: It's going so goddamn, so goddamn fast. Goddamn fast.
1: We're on the train? Or we're no. About to be on the train. Shut the fuck up and I'll get to the train. <laughs> God damn it. Aaron's switching coats with homeless people. He's hiding wherever he can. Eventually, LT closes in and Aaron takes off on a stolen bike. Uh, movie mistake here. Uh, you can see in the take where they did the previous take because the bike track through the grass, like the wet grass, <laughs> is still there. Weird for freaking to do a second take. Notorious for one and done. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe some other guy just... Unless it's the exorcist and you are just asking for a slap. All right, Aaron pedals up the bridge, he dumps the bike, and he jumps onto what, Dan?
0: A goddamn train.
1: A fucking passing train.
0: And lo and behold, he lands right next to... Andrew Dice Clay. Who would have thought? What?
2: What, is there some guy in like a cowskin jacket or something?
0: He jumped on a train in Portland and landed right next to Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, from oh, Brain Smasher. Brain Smasher?
1: love story. Sorry.
2: Who can even remember one thing from that movie?
0: <laughs> I just did. Because you know I me? care.
1: You should go back and rate that an extra 0. .5 then. That yeah. was
0: our category <laughs> of macho mania. Who's more macho than
1: fucking Andrew Dice Clay? Featuring Stone
0: Cold, Action USA, and Brain Smasher, a love story.
1: Dan, we're leaving season one behind. All right, dude. No, we're not. Nobody season cares. one's what made us. Yeah, and this we is going to make the us better. We paid the fucking dues, baby. you let me move on. Alright He jumps Thank you Dan All out uh... <laughs> Just for he jumps. Tonight, though It's in a cool <laughs> Like he's in the The gap between the train cars And he uses his knife To kind of cut the little membrane Little connective thing And, and hop in It's pretty cool The accordion And, and goddamn, Is Tommy Lee Jones Fucking running or what he is hauling ass trying to catch this thing, and he managed manages to. He jumps on the back. He climbs up the top of the train. So Aaron's kind of sneaking through, trying to fit in on the train, asks like a goth girl to move her shit so he can sit down. And up on the top of the train, LT just kicks the shit out of like a vent or a lid or whatever so he can hop in. As soon as he hops down, the fucking passengers freak the fuck out. The feds, they've called to have the bridge shut down so they can stop the train. So right as LT gets close to stop Aaron...
0: Stop this train. I want to come home.
1: Karan added that to the
2: list. You might have to go one less beer, Stan.
0: You're telling me to stop drinking?
2: You can just start later.
1: Run away train, never come back. back. One way yeah, on a, a one, one way, way track track. Seems Can you give us like a crack- Train song? Somewhere. Uh
2: yeah. Uh, crazy train.
1: Cool. Yeah, that was He gave it to us. Way to awesome. end it.
0: Cool. Where the Fed
1: way. stopped the train. Thing comes to a fucking halt. Everybody fucking slams to the floor. Aaron manages to pull out an extra knife, Kron, and hold it to a hostage's neck. LT's like, nope, it's between you and me. It kind of pauses for a second, and Aaron hops off the train. He starts climbing up the fucking tower of the bridge. Abby tells all the SWAT guys, like, you got an open shot. Fucking start firing. They all suck. They can't hit him. LT, he hops up. He starts chasing after him. Abby wisely says, you guys can't shoot for shit, but stop firing nonetheless. Don't shoot the star of the movie. (laughs) Aaron gets up to the top. We got helicopters approaching. He's only got one way out of this dude. He fucking jumps into the river. Cut to a quick Fed briefing. Abby's all sad. Rightfully so. Van Zant and Bobby, they've been murdered. She starts talking about the procedure for the manhunt that they're going to do down the river. And LT comes in and he's like, "Nah, fucking stop it. The more people you send after this guy, the more people he's going to fucking kill. And you got to figure out. You you better decide now what's an acceptable body count. And the hunt continues. We're on the river. We see Aaron swim ashore uh, just before some waterfalls. LT's walking along the riverbank. He decides that he knows where Aaron will be, considering that, obviously, he knows where all these units will be coming from. Fellas, it's mano imano mano now. Does Aaron finds it... Oh, yeah.
2: Their bandana colors matched so they could <laughs> proceed.
1: Well, to be fair, they were... They both had it in the same pocket, and at the last minute, Tommy Lee Jones was like, "Let me move mine over. Like, <laughs> I'll be the bigger man."
0: My show note right now is 5DR covers cruising. No, it's too, it's too, it's too sensitive. We've literally I, covered I, cruising this whole fucking time. We yeah, d-
2: dude, dude, it's it's too personal. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. leave it alone.
1: Somebody already somebody went through that, okay?
0: I think I'm gonna build a category around cruising.
1: Aaron finds a dam, he slides down some old pipes. He starts Tight looking around. Leather.
2: You could just call it that, sliding down some old
1: pipes. <laughs> and that's why we cannot do cruising, goddammit.
0: <laughs> we have to do cruising.
1: No. John is the one
0: who's going to take this note,
1: not me. 94 you, fucking minute movie. God you, damn it. You're almost there, buddy. We're getting there. We're at the end. <clears throat>
0: uh, so who's the killer?
1: The snuff dudes. <laughs> So I can go? Is that what that means?
0: You know this is the point of this whole show. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm having a blast. (laughs) This is all just a front. All right, so Aaron finds uh, some metal, man. Some old leaf springs off a truck. Fuck yeah, dude. Starts beating the shit out of it. Builds a little forge. God damn it, he's making himself a knife. LT, old school baby. He finds a good rock. Sits down, crisscross applesauce. It's fucking craft fair day, dude. (laughs)
0: Tink <laughs> tink 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 It's tink, fucking tink, hilarious tink. that they both stop to build knives.
1: Yeah. They know. This is what this is what it's coming to. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome. You gotta <laughs> They start preparing their respective weapons. Aaron smashes up um oh, I just fucking said all this shit. Oh, that's the cool uh this is the cool part. He like cools it like in a uh in a like old puddle. And then uh, he's got some cord he wraps around his, and LT takes some vines and wraps around his rock. The men are armed. LT comes across a trap left by Aaron. A little, little hook hanging off a vine. He just slightly touches it and triggers, I don't know what the fuck they're called, but it's the two tree stumps that smash into each other. Um, I, I feel not get like, those up there. I, yeah. <laughs> Look, heavy as hell.
2: <laughs>
0: it's like six like, hours that went by. Just,
1: yeah, it's so much setup for a shot that is like 30 seconds. It's fucking <laughs> crazy. Any other movie would milk five minutes out of that, you know? Uh, he dodges that. He comes up to the edge of the dam, kind of looks down. He starts walking around. He notices the, um, uh, like the slide marks in the pipe. He knows fucking Aaron's been here. He walks over the edge of this cliff. He starts looking over. Aaron throws like a wooden stake into LT's leg. This trips LT up. He steps into a snare and then he trips and goes over the fucking falls. Um I will say this about this movie. It's I I doubt that as, as much as Del Toro and Jones do their own stunts, like particularly like a lot of the hand-to-hand fighting, the stunt dudes that they found to match Del Toro and, and Jones looked incredible. Like even on my second watch where I'm trying to like, let me just see something different. And I, I never could. So I think it probably helps that Jones
2: is like fairly trimmed out in this movie. Like he's definitely been fatter in other films. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, pretty lean in this one. I mean, just lean for him. Asshole. I'm just saying, he's been, like, kind of paunchy. And this one, he looks like a, you know, like a little skinny old guy.
1: He has been old for 40 years. <laughs> Ron, it's crazy.
0: He, he earned his $20 million, okay? I'm not saying he didn't. I
1: don't. I, I, I read that, too. That seems fucking wild. That he's pulling. I, no disrespect to him. Like I said, I think he's a great actor, but twenty million seems fucking crazy for this movie. All right, dude,
0: still living off fucking the hunted mo- <laughs> moolah.
1: I bet his like biggest paycheck would be U.S. Marshals or something, right? Because that's a sequel that shouldn't have happened. But
0: I was gonna say maybe Batman Forever. It's possible. It's quite possible. It's definitely not JFK.
1: I cannot sanction your buffoonery. I made a serious comment
0: about Batman forever.
1: I know, and I acknowledged it. It's not a joke, Dan. I can go there if you want. No, it's not a joke, dude. It's not fucking cruising. Let's get you. All right, so LT
0: 360
1: hanging off of this off this rope over these falls, it looks great. We do have the one digital shot that sticks out the most in this movie coming up. Mm-hmm. Because looks real bad. LT pulls the wooden stake out of his leg, manages to use enough core strength to get up, use his knife to cut the rope. He goes into the falls and we get some great compositing of a fake uh, Tommy Lee Jones going down some rapids. Uh, luckily, they're they're used sparingly.
2: Yeah. I mean, thank God it's such a short part of the movie, but it does look like late 90s, early 2000s CG.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, there there's definitely CG in the knife fights. They are digital knives, and there's a few blood splatters that are fake, yeah. but it, it, they move so fast that I feel like even in hD they yeah. they blend well. It was really just the one that stood out. but this is it, dudes. he gets to the shore. he climbs out of the water and Aaron is just chilling crashed like crouched down like 20 yards away as LT picks himself up Aaron approaches and the knife fight is on. Guys, this has gotta be top five movie knife fights. Sure. I mean, I'll
0: say it's the best knife fight we've had at five-day rentals history.
1: One hundred percent. I was I was talking to somebody at work about this. I think Man from Nowhere has an incredible fight, uh, knife fight. The John Wick movies, obviously, some incredible knife stuff, but this fucking blew me away when I saw this in two thousand three. I was fucking stoked. Um, Kron, sand in your pockets. Definitely an underrated fight tactic. What do you think Mm -hmm. about throwing some blood in somebody's eyes? Hey,
2: I have a note. Blood, the ultimate pocket sand. (laughs) It's already in your body. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to waste the pocket room.
0: It's one of my favorite parts of this movie.
1: Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. So some of the cool stuff here, I mean, they, they are slicing each other. They are... They know each other's moves, but they are outpacing each other at times. Um, Tommy Lee Jones gets cut to shit; like his belly gets like three or four slices, and he's just able to kind of keep from being disemboweled, uh, fucking Hannibal Rome style. (laughs) Um, But Jones is getting shots in on Del Toro. Uh, There's a cool thing where they're kind of wrestling up against uh, like the the rock side and what's Del Toro like breaks the rock knife. Like instead yep. of going for a kill shot, is just like, fuck it and breaks his knife. So Jones is without a knife. Uh, They, they grapple some Aaron runs away at one point when LT kind of comes around a corner. Uh, He tries to throw another like wooden stake at him and he kind of dodges that by that point. But I think the coolest thing of the entire fight is the very end. They are going. Aaron's the only one with a knife. LT swings. Aaron brings his knife up. Hits LT in the tricep of like LT's right arm. He's pulling on it. LT's fighting back. What LT does is kind of slap him in the face. Aaron kind of steps back a little bit. Takes the pressure off. LT's able to kind of hammer fist. uh oh, this is so fucking cool he hammer fists Aaron's like elbow to come off of the knife then with that left hand LT pulls the knife out of himself and then fucking stabs him it is so fucking cool
2: you think that's the coolest part there's a part earlier where it's like uh Aaron is the only one with a knife left and Like, LT's kind of blocking his arm from striking down. You're talking about the drop? he just drops
1: it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Catches it with his other hand and hits him. I thought that was the coolest part.
1: Okay. Verbiage, that is cooler. (laughs) I think the other thing is more badass. I think to, like, pull a knife out of you and then stab somebody is just so, like, visceral. So I think you're right. The other move is a slicker move.
2: Yeah, taking a knife out of yourself and stabbing someone is pretty hardcore.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You threw blood on my face, I'll put my blood in your fucking throat, dude. <laughs> but this is it, man. LT ultimately wins. Um, He walks over. And uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, he trained him. It's almost like he's killed his own son on a rock. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Nah. Hmm. Well, so be it. We're back in British Columbia. LT's going through some letters that were sent to him by Aaron. He throws them in the fire. He steps outside to get some more firewood. He watches a white wolf run free. God said to Abraham, kill me a son. Abe was like, wait, what? God said, yeah, dude. Fucking running out of sons up here. Abe was like, like, kill my own son? God was like, yeah, dude, I did it. <laughs> Abraham's like, that's the next book, dude. You haven't done that yet. God was like, oh, shit spoilers bro wait what Abraham said no worries smiley face
0: four score and seven years ago
1: gentlemen the hunted 2003 directed by the late great William Friedkin So
2: so he got all those letters and just ignored them
1: this he seems had kind the, of fucked up. He had the letters the whole time.
3: Yeah,
2: should have sent him to the VA, dude. Well, the guy is like, "Hey, dude, I think I'm going crazy. Like, I'm yeah, <laughs> need some help here." And and the whole time, LT's just like, "Ah, fucking sweep that under the rug."
1: That wasn't his. His job was to train him. It wasn't to fix him. But I, and he's, I he, guess. He, he's paying the price. That's the story, right? Like he he let don't it go. I do to read. I'll,
0: I'll be honest. I don't know how to read. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Gentlemen, The Hunted* from 2003, directed by the late Great William Freakin', was released March 14th of 2003. Uh, that weekend, you could also catch Agent Cody Banks.
2: Oh, remake, I know where I
0: was. The remake of Willard and Spun also came out in limited release that week. What? Spun. Drug
1: movie. Oh, god damn.
0: I thought
2: you mispronounced spawn for a second.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> nope, spun. Uh box bar budget of fifty five million dollars and had a box office of box office, Jesus Christ, of just over forty six million dollars.
1: So kids were buying tickets Almost. to agent Cody Banks and then sneaking into spun and really regretting that decision.
0: I think they were buying Agent Cody Banks and sneaking into Willard. Spun was a limited release, so I'm sure it wasn't on... Nobody was sneaking
1: into Willard. They left the fucking doors open. Nobody was seeing Willard in the fucking theater.
0: Uh, You want to watch The Hunted? Yeah, you can go watch Willard afterwards for free. Tommy Lee Jones' character is based off of Tom Brown Jr. He is a survival expert, and like I said, he was a technical advisor on the film while filming... Uh, Mr. Del Toro did break his wrist while filming the fight with Tommy Lee Jones at the end. Uh, supposedly, Tommy Lee Jones did get 20 million for the role, the most ever that he got for a movie. Uh, we covered the sweeper, which means men were trying to kill him. Uh, Del Toro did annoy freaking with constant questions about his character's backstory, and freaking was like, "I don't know, dude. We're just we're just going with the flow here." Uh, Tom Brown Jr.'s book is called uh, Case Files of the Tracker. Supposedly, this is chapter two called Frankenstein, where this happened. He actually did track down one of the guys that he did train. But that is, you know, debatable. That's all I got. Actually, the movie was written for me. And who are you? Dan. What? It's movie royalty. It's movie royalty? Yeah. That's Let me not t- Tommy Lee Jones. Let me
1: take off my tactical shooting sunglasses. Oh, do I see a ponytail? Now you can see my squint. You might yeah. not
2: recognize him because he's put on a few LBs over the years.
1: It's <laughs> all oh, muscle.
0: Shit, that's Johnny Depp.
1: One one, few, too many scars, scarves.
0: Oh, S- Stephen, how are you?
1: Namaste. Sure.
0: Uh, we don't negotiate with terrorists on this
1: podcast. I do, because peace is important.
0: You're literally a Russian
1: citizen now, mm-hmm. sir. No. I can't do this. I had to go over there because I own the rights to the hunted. It was based off my... True story.
0: Are you here to pay respects to Mr. William Freakin?
1: No. He can <laughs>
0: rot in hell. Just... Oh because... my. Because. Holy shit!
1: Listen. No. Some of you might know that my mortal enemy is Jean Claude Van Damme. And he got to do a movie called Double Impact where he played two characters.
0: I thought it was the law, and obviously you're not above it.
1: And no, and I'm gonna mark your ass for death if you don't stop. You you can't come back here. Come on,
0: come bring it on, dude.
1: Fuck you. I'm out for justice now. You're, you're not coming to it. And I'm not coming to the
0: U.S. of A. I got a, a Listen, fire down below
1: that's saying you're not you're not doing this. The whole point of this bit was that I was gonna play myself and play both roles because I'm the only man who could hunt myself.
0: I would kind of like to see that, honestly. I'm not going to like.
1: I would like to see that. And that's why I'm in Russia, to do a shot-for-shot remake of The Hunted. Well, you've been working on it a while, huh? Well. Yeah, this is 03. It's 20 20 years ago. I hired the film crew from Mute Witness, and we don't have any blood
0: you forgot to pay off the mob. It all dude.
1: got stolen. And people,
0: people ate it, dude. <laughs> fucking full of sugar. Right
2: now, it's
1: a war time right now, dude. Listen, the whole flow of this got fucked up. But <laughs> mm-hmm. that's life and that is martial arts.
0: Uh, martial law, if you do come back to the United States.
1: I am a registered law enforcement officer. Not anymore. I drove a tank through a house.
0: Probably last week in Russia. They're the Ukraine people, I'm sure.
1: They know what they did.
0: Oh, no shit, we, dude. We support the Ukraine. Jesus Christ. Cut him off. Kron, do you got a way to get him out of here? <laughs> Jesus
2: I kind of want to hear a little bit more of this, dude. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I don't think see we were, should allow this. See we're right. was, that, with was that it for research? Sorry. Uh, it took dude, a piss because I think Jesus. I knew everything you said.
0: Woo! It got it got dark for a minute, like, but like cruising back. dark or <laughs>
1: like Seagal dark. Oof. Oh Seagal was here. Yeah, mm-hmm. first fucking time asshole. ever. I don't piece of shit. Hopefully I think he he, I
2: dark. think he did a promo for us back in season
1: one. Oh, that's right. Oh, he was my fucking sensei for a while too. <laughs> that's true.
0: Good at the arts, but not in the
1: arts, guys is it time
0: it's time
2: yeah it's time to play uh portland oregon's favorite game
0: Rate right, my box um
1: i'm going to 3.0 for both of you
2: i'm gonna go 3.0 for dan
0: I'm going 3.0 for Kron Howard. All right, guys, I'll go first. Hold your horses.
2: Uh, I think, I think it would ultimately be a 3.0 on this movie. Um, I don't know, man, there's a lot to like, like you do get some nice knife fights. Uh, it's, I don't know like the ending or not the ending the beginning kind of bumps me a little bit like I still can't figure out whether I like that scene or not and if it feels separated from the rest of the movie um I don't know I don't want to say too much bad about this because at the end of the day uh you know I think French Connection was 71 this is 2003 that's what shit how many years is that 32 32, uh, I don't, 32 years later, freaking is still obsessed with the chase, man. Like that's what this movie is, is it's a chase in another form. It's, you know, two guys on foot trying to get each other and it's fucking entertaining. Like it, it's a good movie. Uh, I don't know if it's like the best freaking, I don't know if it's the best chase movie. I don't know if it's the best action from the early 2000s. But it's not glaringly bad in any way besides the CGI shot of Tommy Lee Jones going down that river. Um, So, yeah, 3.0. It's a good movie. Just not a great movie.
0: Beautiful category, gentlemen. I think we really were well-rounded here. Um, thank you, William freaking for all the cinematic beauty that you have brought to us. I'm sure this won't be the last time you'll be featured here on five day rentals. Um, I've watched this movie many times. I've always had an issue with Tommy Lee Jones's performance. I thought it was just kind of weird. Uh, Gets a little weird whenever he does meet up with his lady and his daughter there. I think the dialogue kind of suffers. I enjoy enjoy the introduction of the movie, how he goes to uh, Kosovo and all that. But this time around, I think I really finally understood Tommy Lee Jones's performance and how fucking great it is in this movie and how he's totally fucking selling every portion of that performance. And if I was getting paid 20 million too, I think I would fucking go balls to the wall as well. I've always been a 3.0 on this movie, but I think with this viewing, it's going up a 0.5. I'm at 3.5. This movie shoots blazing fast. It's entertaining as hell uh the one on one fights between these two in the beginning and at the end is worth your price of admission, I think so yeah, three point five for me
1: thank you Dan thank you cron um this is the reveal that matters. I am a four point oh i am Confident that that is is fair to this movie because I, I've said it in the past. When you get something right and you set out to do something, if you get even remotely close to that, you're a three. But this film has just some sweet touches that you don't see as dense in other movies the hand-to-hand comment is incredible. The physicality from both of the main characters, main actors is awesome. I've always loved Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. What I would like to call out is the, how left behind the female performers and female characters are in this movie. Um, Abby is, is set up to be a tough FBI agent. And in the end, She's just left sort of mourning Uh, her partners. She has no... She doesn't do anything in the movie. She serves no real purpose. I wonder if there's 25 minutes of this movie that was cut out that was revolving around her sort of trying to dig into LT and maybe she tries to pull something out of him and they figured, well, we can just reveal that by the letters at the end. The Irene... Situation, Dan, I agree with you. The dialogue's really clunky, but the character overall sort of left alone. Now, you can argue that this movie isn't about them. It's about these two, but they are it's like they're there just slightly more than just auxiliary characters. They're, that sh- could have been fleshed out a little bit more, but even at the beginning of the podcast, to Kron's point about the intro seeming out of place to you and maybe doing that in flashback, maybe my argument that that flashback would fuck with the flow maybe having more of the female characters in that story also fucked with the flow so and overall i think the flow is a positive like you said this movie is just a full blown chase um, there's so little uh investigation there's just action and it's it's fun man i i will watch this movie again 4.0. All right, guys. The Hunted would have an
2: average score from the three of us of 3.5. This thing would end up at number 34 on the big list. This would be right below Demons 2, right above Bushwick.
1: Right on, Cron. Dan scored a .5, and I believe you got the only one of the category that for sure puts you in the lead, right? Hell yeah. Uh,
2: at the end of Cat and Mouse, I would be leading the pack with a score of 1.5, Bones and Dan tied with a
1: 1.0. Guys. At the end of every category we used to play Mary fuck kill. Not anymore. We play eat fuck kill. So is eat Mary or is fuck Mary?
2: What what is replacing Mary?
1: We no longer have a Mary, we have an eat.
2: All right. O- okay, so what's number 1? You one? decide. Is number 1 eating or is number 1 fucking?
1: Well, so you were always putting marrying as number 1.
2: Well, I guess Mary is like the one that I'm going to be with the longest. Mm -hmm. I I guess I'm i going to say fucks number one. (laughs) I remember remember my gray fucks more than the food I've eaten.
1: (laughs) That's why I like the idea of replacing it with E-fuck kill. Like it kind of switches it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, you may not necessarily have to pick between one. But Dan, this was your category. Would you like to go first or last?
0: Gentlemen, I'm eating Hannibal because you have to. I am fucking the hunted. No, I'm fucking Mute Witness and I'm going to kill the hunted.
2: I think I'd be right there with Dan. Uh, fuck Mute Witness, eat Hannibal. Kill the hunted, but I would kill it by dropping my knife in a really slick way and then <laughs> stabbing upwards.
0: Upwards. Leg
1: lung. I am gonna be different. I think I'm going to fuck me witness. I'm going to eat the hunted. And I'm gonna kill Hannibal. In a in a pig pen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill it with the knife that I used to quarter the hunted, so I can gain its sustenance. You want me to leave that fart in? <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: That was my fart, ladies and gentlemen.
1: We'll see if it actually made the. Might just be on the zoom track. We'll see if it's <laughs> if it makes it through compression.
0: Added
2: it at the end. Compression's gonna bring it up. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
1: All right. Uh, Dan, let's, let's get out of here, man. We come back. Kron's got a category for us.
0: Folks, as always, if you're on Spotify or Apple, please rate and review the show. It helps us with the show, it helps us bring the show to more people. And we need world domination. Kron, Howard, and Bones, congratulations on 10,000 downloads. I'm cutting It's that. an accomplishment. I
1: don't accomplishment. Want people to know that it took us that long to get to 10,000
0: well, well, downloads. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Letterboxd. Please do that. Letterboxd is where you can find all our lists, all of the movies that we cover here on 5 Day Rentals, and all the links as well. But if you really want to fuck with us, join that Discord. There is a link on every new episode that's dropped of 5 Day Rentals on Wednesdays. But other than that, rest in peace, William Freakin.
1: Rest in peace, you fucking freak.
2: Hey, rest in power, William Freakin. All right, welcome back everybody to the Five Day Reynolds podcast. This is the after shower segment, and it's the big one. It's the one where we reveal a new category. Cat and Mouse is over, as dead as William freaking. (laughs) I will be revealing a new category tonight, but you're going to have to wait an extra week to hear it because our next upcoming episode after this one will be. Our long-awaited return to paradise. It's a thunder in paradise. We're covering, I don't know, 18 and 19? Is that right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, brother.
2: And then we'll only have one more left after that, so thank Christ that series is winding down. Guys, are you ready to figure out what we're going to be watching after Thunder in Paradise?
1: I mean, it's our favorite part of show right it's, the greatest it's so dumb yeah but it's, it's the greatest yeah
2: well guys I've got probably rough of a, roughly I would say eight or so categories that I've mostly nailed down for season two and I'm looking at my list here and I think there's just a perfect storm of we had a lot of chatter in the discord this week if I mirror that with someone who showed up on the show tonight I think it's the perfect opportunity to unveil this category the big three but really not the three you want yes (laughs) this is action films uh we're gonna do one from the following actors Steven Seagal JCVD Chuck Norris I am selecting first. I don't care what anyone says. I'm picking Steven Seagal. Okay, thank God. And guys, we are going with a movie from 1994 called On Deadly Ground. Starring and directed by Steven Seagal.
1: Michael Caine, Billy Bob Thornton, Arlie Ermey. The hand slap game. What does it take to change the essence of a man? I need time. Forrest Walker, I think is his name, maybe. Forrest. Forrest I think Green, that's right. Yeah. I watched,
2: I don't know, maybe 20 minutes of this oh, man, thing. <laughs> I've
1: seen this movie 25 times. <clears throat>
2: uh, not sure which way you guys are going to go. I believe after me, Bones will pick. So take your pick your poison between JCVD and Chuck Norris when it gets to
1: you. Dan, I think I know the natural. What it should be, right?
0: You're probably going to want Chuck. He
1: doesn't want a piece of prime Chuck. I'm you, fine with Chuck. Would Jean-Claude. you rather do Chuck? Jean-Claude.
0: No, I'm fine with Jean Claude.
1: Uh, that, that seems more natural to me. Okay.
0: Jean Claude, it is for me.
1: Okay. I'll take Chuck.
2: Uh, guys, you can look. I'm not entirely sure if On Deadly Ground is streaming anywhere. I do have a regular DVD that I have ripped, so I will make this available in SD
1: quality. No Thank way. you, bro. This deserves... These
2: I don't fucking... know if it's <laughs> I out think that's how breaks. you
1: should watch it. These <laughs> yeah neck breaks got to be seen in HD, dude.
2: I'm actually going to transfer it to a VHS tape and then...
1: Upload that rip. He uses a fucking Dr. Pepper bottle as a silencer.
0: <laughs> it sounds like this is a five-star banger
1: for you. What? This movie's trash, but it's fucking fun.
2: I kind of landed uh, on this one just because of the directed by. I mean, you know yeah. it's going to be unhinged, unfiltered
1: Seagal. Oh, I-
0: I've seen this, but it's been... Years. This uh,
1: this was it. This was the this was his peak. I think he did maybe Under Siege Two, Deadly or uh, Dark Territory, written by Matt Reeves. I think. Really? Yeah. Um, did you get to the end, Cron?
2: No, no. I literally watched like twenty minutes of oh, it. Oh my so.
1: god! What an af- okay. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs>
2: Let me actually uh, pull this up real quick.
1: What I will say this, Grant, I do feel like we still have like an at least one more category from this, right? Like there's still for sure another bank of of guys. I, I think we could, I don't want to say who I think they are.
2: I think we could keep going. There was one name. There was a name that I had on this list and swapped it out like two weeks ago. So okay. I know for sure I could I could probably squeeze out another one.
1: No? Okay. Uh
2: so I did buy a four a four film DVD collection that had On Deadly Ground, Out for Justice, Exit Wounds and Hard to Kill.
1: One of those things is not like the others. <laughs> And it's this one, because he directed it. Mm-hmm.
0: What's my name?
1: Damn. d I, I You can own this for seven bucks from Voodoo in HD.
2: Is this well, what you would have gone with, Bones, if you had Steven Seagal?
1: I, this probably would have been a top contender, because, I think, Under Siege would have maybe been unfair.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't um, want to, I mean, I have seen Under Siege, but I didn't, like, that's kind of like a real movie. I kind of wanted to pick something a little later in his filmography.
1: Yeah, I I think, like you said, it's, it's him at the peak of his pool, and he's able to direct a just fucking psycho <laughs> passion project. His name is Forrest Taft, by the way. I think what I was mixing up. With something else, and maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah, there's still. I think there's maybe one other one that I would have gone. I that would have been tough. Mm-hmm. But I think you made the perfect call, Kron. Cool. I'm very, I'm very excited. Very, very excited. This will be a no notes. This will just be. <laughs> I'll watch three times at work and recite the whole fucking thing while you're trying to do plot.
2: Well, I'll get this guy, uh, I'll get this out to you guys tomorrow at some point, And then, I don't know, we'll have two weeks before we got to cover this. But
3: right. yeah,
2: Thunder in Paradise next. And then after that, On Deadly Ground from 1994, directed by Steven Seagal. This is only directorial.
1: Um, that I know of, that doesn't mean that he didn't fucking push his way into directing one of those shitty, oh, this is his single directorial credit. Hell yeah. But I mean, I'm sure he ghost directs a lot of his straight to DVD shit now, right? Gotta be. I'm just going to sit in a chair. Man, he's not going to show up next week. So I just want to make sure he's not going to, Right. We'll make this a private call so nobody can sneak in.
2: All right, guys. There you go. Next category, big three, but really not the three you want. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Thank you, Cron. See you next week for Thunder in Paradise. Until
3: then, uh, crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn.